When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesco, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Now this week we whispering, so we're gonna play it one more time. Is that ASMR? <laughs> what? What is happening? No, friends on our audience is comprised <laughs> and compiled of a very, very aware and perceptive audience. You pay attention to detail, you pick up on everything, the little things, the references, the unseen and the hardly heard, which is why I felt comfortable and confident playing a whisper clip for you. Now, you had to listen very closely because there was whispering going on. Picture it, Atlanta. Oh, gosh. Three, four years ago. The law offices of Phaedra, Fallacy, Parks. Just None other than Mama Joyce had come to visit Phaedra in her law office. Phaedra was holding her son. He was a toddler at the time, a, a, oh a, a wee boy of young age. No a more than boy. about two years old. A wee boy. <laughs> young in age, but old in heart. And I can say that because Mama Joyce was... Glaring and staring and leaning over him with a with a sneer, and she had her she was baring her teeth, and she was looking at him and smiling the way that evil mean people do when they look at cute children. <laughs> what? And the young boy he I've, he withdrew he I withdrew a bit he withdrew a bit, and his mom Phaedra Parks is doing what we do. She leaned down and told him. You gotta speak to me. If you speak to Mama Joyce, you get a treat. You gotta speak, you gotta talk to Mama <laughs> oh Joyce if you're on a treat. And this wise young boy looked up at his mom with a look that said "ma," <laughs> but that's not what came out. You know what came on his mouth? No, no, no. no I'm just playing. I don't want a treat. <laughs> <laughs> so the whisper that you heard was, "You gotta talk to Mama Joyce if you want a treat." His reply was, "I don't want a treat." <laughs> The point of this, you all, is that from now on we need to use wisdom and we need to think and use strategy in situations and really operate from a place of the best outcome for us. In the name of self-care and in the name of wellness, the hashtag this week is I don't want a treat. <laughs> How did you even think of this clip, Dustin? That's right, because of the that was one, impact. That was a moment. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 
And I knew that it was something that was going to, to 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 own its place in our culture. <laughs> it really belongs in a museum. Oh Lord. And with that being said and most importantly understood, and welcome whispered. and whispered. You gotta say it like an old person. Whisper. <laughs> like it's a like it's P U H instead of P U I whisper. And now that we've whispered. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell, yeah. Hades and or Sheol, would oh, like a musty no, brain? <laughs> Not me, baby. You see how y'all ain't hear nothing? Because nobody wants one. What's no going one. on? Hey, friends. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I'm good. How are your weekends? Um, our weekends were good. Awesome. What'd y'all do? Well, first of all, it was a real nigga holiday this weekend. <laughs> oh, it's so Shout out to 420. Okay. I forgot. Ain't no shame in my game this week, baby. Listen, we had us a good time on Friday night. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What did y'all do? Ooh, we slept. I, I'll tell how, you what, how high did, did you go? We slept in heavenly peace. I'll tell you that. I never. I slept like a baby. I'll never forget my cousin had a kid, and my aunt, who was her mother, she told her, you are about to have the best sleep of your life after she gave birth. Because I guess, like, after you have a baby, like, that sleep is, like, clutch. I can imagine. So, but fuck all that. Friday night, 420, I'm telling you, I had the best sleep I ever had in my <laughs> life. And I have to push nothing out of nothing <laughs> if I wanted to. But I'm telling you, I slept good. <laughs> And shout out to the Reed. We went to the Reed show on 420. Yay. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. Right. Like, it just the, 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 the stars have aligned. The heels was alive with the sound of music that night, baby. And how funny that the 420 set that the Reed was selling <clears throat> on their merch site sold out in less than a minute. I'm telling you. A minute. I'm telling you. 12.01. All I got to say is I will fight whomever tries to steal my lighter. You got one? I got me a lighter. <laughs> I did. I don't even smoke, <laughs> but I want the ashtray. Sold out in less than one minute. I don't even got minute. no ashtray. I'm like, what could I use it for? And I don't they know. say it makes you slow. <laughs> <laughs> they bought them things in less than one minute. Okay. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> How was your weekend on Sunday? My weekend was great. I was out there with the Reed as well, you know, <laughs> kicking it, doing it. You sound uh, like doing you still it, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, right here. Hey, right here. So I, I mean, pass you some jeans with leather on the front. It's 420 every day where I stay at. True that. Um, <laughs> y'all know what time it is. Um, but before I forget, because it is 420, <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody that showed up to the uh, Buy Black pop-up shop. Cute. It was amazing. Oh, Thank you to Palm Pet Wines. Uh, everybody did well. All the shops that were out there did amazing. Um, it was great to see everybody back. Uh, shout out to my favorite shops. Uh, I'm gonna forget everybody, but you know the Dusty Miller was out there making them flower crowns. <gasps> Had to, yes, and she's in Harlem. Ooh. Last time we spoke, that's like my homegirl. So if you know, whenever you want your flower <laughs> I'm crown, I'm ready. I need, to go, I need to go get. A and when couple. I tell you, it was nice on Sunday too. So she was actually outside making the flower crowns, oh my and then God, she was I actually just going it. around clipping some of the plants and making the stuff from the stuff around. I was like, Stop. Damn, she's using real life art. Oh, it was great. I so Sunday it. was dope. It was amazing. I want to thank everybody that came out to that. It was dope. And I just had a great weekend, friend. How was your weekend? You're okay. looking your lovely day, on today. <laughs> My weekend was good. Honestly, I've just been working, just prepping a couple campaigns that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, the tour. We have our tour in Chicago, by the way. The com. Make sure you get your tickets. I saw a lot you with, man. <laughs> Saturday, May 12th, we'll be there. Um, the next stop of the wellness tour is Vermont, so we've been prepping for that. Everything's good, though. Yes. Yeah. You're looking good with that blue. Thank you. I saw a lot you with, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have blue from head to toe. I've been 
just in a blue mood. Yeah, Daba D, dude. Not Mama D, Daba D. Oh, my God. So, y'all ready to jump into this week's yes. recap? Yes. Let's Ooh. do that. As long as I don't land on my kneecap. So, last week's episode was A Seat on the Bus. <laughs> Y'all know who titled that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a very random wildcard episode with a ton of questions that Dustin had for us. And as always, you guys had a lot to say. Who stood out to you? Asante. What? Hold on. Before, well, actually, to start off, I just read this uh, email now. But uh, this one comes from, well, I shouldn't say your name, I guess. I don't know if you wanted me to share it. But the subject says, your podcast is blocked in China. (laughs) And it says, yes. Uh Hey, friends, I'm irritated as fuck. Did you know the friend zone is blocked in China? I know that I was tripping at first because I would only see it along with the the read when I turned on my VPN. Then I realized that other podcasts such as Science Versus and How I Built This were downloading. In order for me to get the podcast, I have to first turn on my VPN, wait for it to show on my feeds, then download, while other podcasts that I subscribe to download automatically without a VPN. I wonder if I am the only one experiencing this, but that is the status of your platform over here. Oh, shit, they blocked us because of that Sesame Credit so that mean Exactly. So that means if we go oh, over there, we're going to have bad y'all. credit just based off that damn episode. <laughs> Look. Credit I, on I 100. Did damn. Nobody in China. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all I have and- supported the industry. I got so much shit to say, made Listen, in China. Yeah. Like, so much. I have supported China. I love China. I, I love have friends China. in China. <laughs> but, yo, you know what's crazy? So, the government, apparently, did you guys see this on Twitter, which is where we get our news now? Right. Um, they are rounding up all, like, a list that the government's going to start keeping of influencers, podcasters that talk about the government so that they can keep, you know, they can keep an eye on what's being said, Mm -hmm. if if there's any dissension. So just, you know. Well, shit, I'm going to say it to your face type nigga anyway. So what's (laughs) up? How y'all? Welcome. (laughs) Hey, you know, have a seat. Welcome to the friend zone. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) What's up? You needed to hear it anyway. Do you think it'll change, though, how you... You know, navigate your topics or what you say, knowing that the government got you on the list. We've always believed in Big Brother anyway. <laughs> right. Before the show. Right. we don't watch CBS. Well, I love CBS in case I want to go to work there one day. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, we know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! They already tell you everything y'all tweeted in the Library of Congress. Hello. So. Whether you delete it or not. Yes. I also want to share a comment from <laughs> Ashley, I believe. Uh, the subject is my take on ride sharing for kids. Uh, first thing, I hope all is well with you and your loved ones. I actually think that the ride-sharing app would not only work out, but last, I'm currently 17 years old, and I have an internship in another city, so the organization I'm a part of partners with another company, and they provide rides for myself and the other interns. The company that I work, uh, work with is just like Uber or Lyft, but it's meant specifically for children 18 and under, and they also provide a babysitting service. The rides are a lot more expensive than Uber or Lyft, but all the drivers have to go through a more difficult interview process. I do agree with your concerns but about putting your child in a car with a stranger, and I definitely wouldn't want to put my child in a car with one. But once they reach a certain age, like high school, I wouldn't mind using one of these apps. I thought that was a dope perspective. Like, when they're older, sure, fine. But 
you know, younger yeah, as, still. Like little toddlers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, but like I said last week, we say that now, but times move fast. Exactly. Technology changes Ever, before you know it. You'll be doing things that you never would have imagined. Ever-changing landscape. And speaking of apps, one quick tip that I got from L. Davis. Shout Hell. out to Latroy. Yeah. So he was saying that. Shane. You hear me? He was <laughs> Shane. 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 Shout out to Fantasia. He was saying that. <laughs> You can connect your Lyft account with your Delta Sky Miles. Did you know that? I saw that. Too. I had no idea. For every dollar you'll get, it counts as a mile. Damn. You know what, Latroy? Shout out to you being cheap, first of all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> putting this on. That's just amazing. Crafty. So amazing. So you I'm have to go to, to right deltalift.com is the website, and then you sign up. You just have to make sure your names match, because I have a, definitely have a fake-ass name <laughs> on Lyft, so I got to call them to change it first. <laughs> but shout out for that tip. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so on SoundCloud, Felicia Commodore said, I used to drive Uber, and parents of all races used to do this. At first, I thought this was weird, but when I thought about it, it further... When I thought about it further, it was actually safer than a cab. The parents could track my car on the app. They had my car model and make and license plate number were able to call and text me. Sometimes parents would also have their kids call them on the phone while they rode the mm-hmm. entire time so they knew they were okay. I think a service like this opens the opportunities for kids from single-parent homes or parents who are forced to work crazy hours to not have them miss out on great extracurricular opportunities. Um, that their more privileged peers get to enjoy. I respect Tamar's opinion, but really think it came from a privileged place, and I really want her to stop speaking. <laughs> Whoa, that just went left. <laughs> That's what I get for not screaming. Um, <laughs> it was like all sweet. <laughs> and then stop speaking. <laughs> stop speaking for black folks was the full sentence. Mm. So uh, thank you, Felicia Commodore. And Dustin, mm-hmm. who would you find on the Twitter street? In the street. Okay, so we're going to be really brief this week because um, I have a tendency to go long-winded, but I want to move my wind that's the longest to somewhere else tonight. <laughs> so first of all, um, I want to give a shout-out to Yo Fly Auntie. Yes. Um, and those words are separated by underscores, so that tells you how to spell her name. But she said, friends on pie, Asante, Dustin, friend spencer's is still open hey and i recently purchased a great shirt that hey friend hey might appreciate more than the plastic poop because remember because they had that like the, you know do the, they have um, it in new york i don't know if they have one here but her t-shirt says hug dealer okay oh, oh, cute, right? I want it. right secretly they have a website? i think, I think so. she just liked spencer's this picture gifts. And she wanted us to see this picture, but either cute. way, it's like a really cute T-shirt. That is such a cute and shout t-shirt. out to Spencer. Shout out to Spencer. Give some more. Even though I don't know mm-hmm. if I would want to wear that around Harlem. Uh, okay. Them dudes would be like, "Where? Hey, beautiful. Yeah. You hit either hey, way. Right. They're gonna try to hug you, or else the police gonna see dealer and be on your ass for that. So either way, you just <laughs> you damn if you do, you damn if you don't, girls. You better take that shirt off. It's cute for the picture. Okay. Then I want to give a quick shout out to So JD, who said, in the words of Dustin, y'all parents ain't raised nor lowered, y'all. They just left you. And I had forgot I said that, so that's why I wanted to give a shout out to her for reminding me because that was a good point <laughs> you that I made. Last week. Yes. And last but not least, we're going to play a short clip 
from our favorite Twitter account, the Beyonce Legion. Yeah. The B Legion, B E Y underscore underscore Legion, who tweeted Beyonce's choir and background vocals singing Party before hitting the stage at Coachella. This is a Friends on Pod exclusive, y'all. Check it out. And there's more, but you got to go to B Legion for the rest of that. That's just a little clip as an exclusive. That's all I wanted to talk about in these streets today. Cute. Y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes. So we have a very special dun, 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 guest. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> today we have joining us Joel Caraballo, right? Hey! hey. <laughs> Joel is an incredible therapist. Yes. Can I call you that? I mean, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> can do that. I'll take that. Right. An yeah. incredible therapist that joined us. <laughs> was it for our second anniversary show? Yes, it was. Yes. Right? Yes, it was. In New York, mm-hmm. I believe it was last August. And he yeah. took over during the Q&A because he was such a good... He it was answering everything me. so amazing that we literally yes. would just turn our heads and look at him when someone would ask <laughs> yeah. anything because okay. it was like, take it away. Oh, that's like, right. Come on now, huh? Right. Yeah. And so he did such an amazing job that he actually inspired us to try to like look for more therapists or guests that could have we could have join us during the Q&A. So you totally flipped the game for us you during did. the live shows. Yeah. It was that good of an element. Thanks. And we wanted to bring you on cuz I think you know we when you hear shows with therapists, you always hear mm-hmm. people asking them like what are five tips for anxiety or five ways that we can overcome stress? But right. rarely do you get to hear an episode that is like behind the curtains of a therapist. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is your life like <laughs> when you are basically listening to people day in and day out? I want to know about your stress levels. Mm-hmm. I want to know about everything having to do with the life of a therapist, especially a black therapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. But before we get into any of those questions, let's start from the very beginning. What did you clean the couch with? (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Right? I don't. I mean, I don't know what kid grows up and is like, I want to be a therapist. (laughs) Probably only ones that have therapists as parents. No, probably they don't want to be therapists. Or maybe not. Right. So, (laughs) kids, help us uh, guide us into your journey (laughs) into discovering. Or if you mm. even feel that this is your calling, or how did you jump into this? Yeah, I I definitely feel like it's my calling. I think for me it was once I discovered it was like okay, so this is purpose and synchronicity was happening for me. So how that's so? well, there were a lot of circumstances where it was like I was applying to grad school, different programs. There I missed some deadlines. There were all sorts of things happening that made it difficult, um, and so I ended up. You know, after undergraduate, ended up working with an organization um, that was a sexual assault prevention and education not-for-profit. So I would literally go into different um, colleges, military bases, all sorts of, like, uh, venues and organizations and talk about how bystander intervention, how to help people who would experience this. 
Um, but, you know, so that was, to me, and I learned about my grad school while on that tour. Mm. So it was just like the things I hadn't really planned, it just sort of came together in a way that was like really amazing for me. But to, to go back to the very beginning, um, I was always a highly sensitive child. <laughs> so um, it was, and I thought it was a liability for a really long time. Um, because I was always very intuitive. Um, you know, I'd walk in a room and kind of feel things out, and then I would be, like, absorbing all this energy, mm. right? And I would react to that, and I, I found myself, like, being really touched by people's emotions very easily. And so I was that, so I had that, and I was always the kid who was asking why, but not in this, like, annoying kind of way that happens a lot for little, little babies. But I was just like, okay, but what, like, but you said this, like, where does that come from? Like, why, why do you think that? And so I'm sure that was annoying to my parents, but, um, <laughs> accountability. right, right. <laughs> Mama. I'm like seven asking yeah. all these very deep questions. So I, I, yeah, I was always very deep. And then, so in high school, I formally got introduced to psychology through, um, a college level course and the professor, the teacher was the nuttiest person I'd ever met. Mm. And I was like, I kind of love you. And like this, it opened up a whole new world for me of like, you can be a professional, you can have your own personality, you can learn skills, and you can help people um, better their lives. And that was really the draw for me. So it's like this convergence of, you know, my innate sensitivity, my willingness to like be there and support people and like, but also kind of help people come to a new understanding. Um, I was like, maybe I should do this. Um, before I was thinking about studying music because I've been involved with music for several years. Hey. Yeah. Um, and so it just all kind of came together. And then I was like, okay, so psychology is the thing for me. Mm. And then from there I was like, so therapy to me is the most practical use of that because I, I wanted to impact people and see an impact in front of me. And that's what led me to, yeah, <laughs> to therapy. Oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. I always imagine the first time you had a client – what did that feel like? Because I can't imagine sitting in the <laughs> right. room. There has to be that part of your brain that's like, oh, my God. Did y'all, like, do a shot? Like, what was the icebreaker? <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Both of y'all were nervous, man. Exactly. Yeah. Were you like, I don't want to fuck this person up? <laughs> well, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I talk with a lot of clients about imposter syndrome, but there was definitely a lot of that. Mm. Because also, I was only one year, I went to grad school one year, like with one gap year between undergrad and graduate school. So chances are I was going to be a lot younger than some of my clients. Oh, shit. Right. So I'm like baby-faced, and my first client was much older, and I can't really tell the story, but um, all I can say is my f real first client in our training program, I kind of got propositioned. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I, I got a nice, like, <laughs> break into, I was like, okay, so huh. this you, is. So you did a real good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I did a horrible job. I did a horrible job. I did a little more. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so all that right. was my introduction with a real life client. Hey, and from there, uh, I was like, hey. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then I was kind of good after that. I was like, okay. Oh, so there is, yeah. Chun Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. So, okay, so yeah. when you have clients that are older than you, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're coming to you, and obviously we're clear that you can't talk to us about anything specific, yeah, but just right. generally, they're coming to you about divorces and their kids, and you know, mm-hmm. here you are, this baby face mm-hmm. that hasn't been divorced, hasn't mm-hmm. had kids, hasn't yep. been married. Yep. Do you feel qual? At least at that time, you mm. were much younger. Did you feel qualified to even? help them navigate these spaces that you had never actually been in? How does that work? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because I knew that I definitely didn't have, you know, maybe half the life experience that they had had. Right. Right. Um, but uh, so there's definitely that question of like, can I really do this? Like, is this is this even appropriate for me to be doing this? Um, but I think after a while, I you rely on the expertise and the training there to make up for gaps in your experience. Because mm-hmm. while I don't have certain life experiences, and this is true for, you know, even clients around my own age is like, we all don't have the same experiences. And so, um, you know, there has to be, so what I do is I rely on my training. I rely on that experience and my personal development, but I also rely on what I can find that connects the, my experience to their experience. Mm. So if I haven't had that same experience of like having a kid, for instance, then what, what do I have that can approximate that? And how can I identify with the feeling that's underneath that versus just the experience of having a kid? Right, directly. Right? Yeah, yeah. What's the oldest client you've ever had, oh, and what's the youngest client that you've ever had? Oh, Ooh. man. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. <laughs> um, oldest was probably in their 60s. Okay. Youngest would be 18. Because okay. I've only worked with adults. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting for him to be like, Three. No, right. I can't. No, I can't. Like, I can't do it. It's no. hard. No, it's so hard to, like, I I don't think that I'm good about separating enough with children. Mm. Like, I would just, I think that would be so much more difficult for me personally, being able to, like, witness, you know, something, child going through some really terrible circumstances and yeah. then have to walk away. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like uh, for me, and this is just me, but like adults obviously have a bit more agency and control over their lives, their bodies, their circumstances. And so I was like, yeah, I think this is where my, my boundaries are you and what I feel. therapy to deal with that. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so right? interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's how you, now you, you speak of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time where a client comes in with something that you feel like a boundary come up, but you don't, like, do you tell them that? Like, maybe we wouldn't work hmm. well together? Or is it, does that ever happen? Or do you just have to jump into whatever it is that comes into your office? There, there are definitely instances where I say, like, this is not going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if it's, like, an initial consultation and someone's bringing in something that I know is, like, really difficult for me and that I can't separate, um, then I immediately say, like, you know, this just isn't going to be a good fit. It usually happens because people call first or, you know, email uh, for a consultation. Um, so it generally doesn't happen once someone's in the door. Mm. Um, but so, it, but it does happen. And I think even with, you know, ongoing or existing clients, things will happen where you're like, oh, we just like inadvertently wandered into some tricky territory because you know so-and-so who I know. Mm. Right. Interesting. And and so then there's so there's always boundary concerns to think about, like how to manage that. And, you know, even just even really simply, like I'm on social media. Oh, that was right? gonna be one of my questions. So like I'm on Twitter 
And so, like, what happens if someone deems me a question? Like, that's, I, how do I handle that? And I, you know, I've thought about that. And, um, and just so, like, navigating social media, navigating all these different spaces and identities that, like, in communities I'm a part of, like, you have to be conscious of, like, well, you know, if, if I do run into a client, somewhere like how do you handle it right like also new york city is a big city but it's a smaller city yes right, right? so you run into people all the time and On so like three train with your clients <laughs> right <laughs> like that i've literally been out with friends or some on like a saturday night and i'm like oh boy they're so in like i think i see someone that i know so we need to go to a different car I'm like is that my therapist over right <laughs> right right therapist is drinking like falling over. with his friends over there what's going on i mean you know what that's another but, amazing yeah. point though do you ever feel like you have to limit your behaviors in public because of that? Because imagine, yeah. like Asante just said, going to the bar and seeing you just taking the Patron shots with your homies. Like, like you have the right the to. Clock. You right. know, you, it's, you're off the Personally, clock. Personally, would, it would be endearing. <laughs> right? Right. But, you know, I agree. everything for everybody. So, I agree. You know. How now, does that change how you navigate? It, like, I don't know. I just try to be mindful because also just as having an identity as a professional counselor, like people, and I'm, I don't know, I think I'm pretty active on social media and stuff, so people can notice me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just mindful about, like, not getting too crazy in public. <laughs> and <Good> words. Right. <laughs> you see, I'm very deliberate and careful with the words that I use. Um, I'm catch you at a Sunday brunch. <laughs> right, catch I mean, him it has happened. <laughs> on a rooftop. Uh-huh. Summertime. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. I I do have to be mindful about that. But like I, as Dustin said, actually, like I always tell people, you might see me out, right? And I'm going to be having a good time. So if you see me and it like you want to talk about it, then we'll talk about it next time. And, like, we'll figure it out if that's really uncomfortable for you or if, like, you feel like you can't see me anymore because you saw me do X, Y, and Z. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we'll work through it. And right. if you can't, then, you know, maybe you should work with someone else. And Listen, that's fine. That's not personal. You got to tell them, no, mijo. You might see me out somewhere. <laughs> you know, don't mean not what no is it? <laughs> that's what you got to tell them sometimes, <laughs> You know? Could you imagine your therapist? You tell your therapist, probably be like, huh, no mijo. Listen. What you you drinking? Right. (laughs) Would you like one? Okay. Okay, then. No me, goddammit. I'm not going to lie. If I was out and somebody was like, somebody sent you a drink, and I'm like, who is this from? I look over my therapist and say, Millie Rock. Look, look. He does that. The hand in the air, like, (laughs) You know I'm ghetto. You know I'm going to just be like, you know. Okay, I would start crying. I'd be like, "Oh my God, you're so real." Because like, you know, once you have like a certain like camaraderie with certain people at yeah, like, okay. certain levels too, yeah. it's like, "Oh my God!" Like me and it's my like mentor, you really like, understand right. at that point. Like, you really, right. like then when I share things with you, I right. would know you really under, you, you really understand mm-hmm. for how we live today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so okay. So yeah. you're at the club. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no! I'm like, so someone you see a client and they come up to you and start trying to have conversations, like follow ups of their sessions. Has that ever happened? That has never happened. Yeah, right, not um, and it should not. Yeah, you know, for like, you know, if you're drunk and going through something, That's you see your therapist and be like, dude, we okay. ain't finished from last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I would just really just try and like, well, I would. Try and soothe them in the moment. 
Right. Not right. Just, and be like, like okay, yeah, like I'm not going to be rude to someone because obviously, like, we've built a relationship to some right. degree. So I care about them. Um, so I manage it. <laughs> just hold up your watch and be like, uh-uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> off the clock. <laughs> Boundaries <laughs> off the clock. <laughs> so like, eh. oh, no. Give him the hand jerk. <laughs> no. <laughs> what we ain't going to do. <laughs> no, I just like briefly kind of tell them, like, not the time and the place. Hopefully they understand. Right. And then I would have to leave. Yeah. I'm just imagining bumping into my dick <laughs> at the club. Yeah, like it just, uh, I, I also couldn't, for me, like I couldn't then just go back to whatever I was doing. I'd be like, okay, like this is now, like now I'm just thinking about this person. Because like, you would already doing. know what it was, what it was about. I probably you have some kind of idea, you right? Like, See, girl, here you go with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, not Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Linda. Oh, God. <laughs> I just told you Tuesday, girl. Now, does a therapist ever turn off? Do you ever, do you find yourself mm. psychoanalyzing everything all day long? Your friends, who you're dating, your mm. parents. Like, how can a therapist turn off? Mm. Well, I always say that, like, once you become a therapist, you'll always be a therapist. Mm. So, so don't date a therapist. You're selling. Oh, come on. <laughs> right. Look, look. That's a brand. He's like, I'm saying it without saying it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Why you moan like that? <laughs> Where does that Coles. come from? You see these codes? <laughs> no, like, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll redirect. Like, you know, you're at Burger King, and then the dude is just being real nasty. you like, bro, I'm just trying to give me a burger right now. You start psychoanalyzing them to get your order done this a little bit This is why you're acting this way. Uh, <laughs> your mother, right. when you were little. Who hurt you? No. <laughs> oh, like oh, I got a question. I got a question. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Um, no, but I, you can, I think that is one of the biggest challenges of being a therapist. Um, because, like, basically you get, I mean, if you do it right and you work on yourself, you learn a lot of stuff about people and yourself. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to not see things, see patterns, see behaviors, and think, like, hmm, I wonder why, like, they're doing that, right? right. But I think as, as I've gotten older, I'll speak for myself, as I've gotten older and more, you know, seasoned, I guess, and I'm not that seasoned, but I think um, it becomes easier to separate and say, like, okay, like, actually, it doesn't matter. Because, like, if I'm in a relationship with someone, like, a romantic relationship with someone, I'm not analyzing you. Like, I don't want to do that work. Like, mm. I just want to be with you. Oh, no. that's right? a great, that's a good. You know, and I'm going to, like, if there's something that comes up, I'll be like, look, we got to talk about X thing. But, you know, I don't want to do that work when I'm not working. Mm. You know, so I just also just want to be a person, too. And so, oh. because it takes a lot it takes a lot of emotional energy to like always be thinking about well what's underneath that what does that mean and like where does that come from and like but this behavior is like doesn't go with that like all of that is a lot and of so course. right and so being able to separate is actually a necessary self care tool Hmm. Yeah. Is that something you develop now that you're older? When you were a younger therapist, did you find Terrible. yourself trying to Terrible. fix everyone you dated? Terrible. Like, this is why yeah. you're talking to me like this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. So, you can tell somebody your mama and really mean it. Right? Like, <laughs> your mama. Because yeah. you already know. know. I, know. I already know. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's where it all came from. <laughs> right. Ooh, I never thought yeah. about that. It was, right? it was harder earlier, for sure. But I've gotten better at it. I think it's, yeah, I think I think it just takes experience and practice right for sure. knowing how yeah. to separate what knowing about separate. with your parents 
Yeah, Ooh. that's because imagine your child being a therapist. I'd be like, leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, Don't call anymore. Get your <laughs> Don't mama call together. <laughs> Get your mama too. Right. Together. How does well, that work? First of all, <laughs> okay. Like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, it's it is interesting, but I think also what's really cool is that I've as I've also gotten older, like those relationships have changed. Mm. You know, you go from like this authority figure like child relationship to more akin to friends in some degree right and so that sort of happened at the same time I was becoming a therapist so like those relationships are already changing for me um it is I I think my policy is and I guess it's kind of true with all relationships because I am a a therapist is that so I hold back on giving advice Mm, like I'm like so if you you know people know what I do Right? right. If you're talking to me about, you know, said boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever situation is happening, you probably already know a little bit of what I'm thinking. Mm. Right. So mm. I'm going to ask before I dive in. I'm like, do you want me? Do you want my opinion on this? If you don't, that's fine. Do like, you want I'm my cool. professional right. Right. licensed? Right. <laughs> or do you want me to be your friend? Because those are probably not the same thing most of the time. Oh, oh cool. Is yeah. that kind of how you set the boundary for people when they want to come around and be like... <laughs> Oh, so you know I'm having an issue right uh-huh. now. You just gotta be all right now. Yes. Now that That's you didn't, now I can actually tell you. Or like, is that what you <laughs> yeah, gotta? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like. So what are you really asking? What do you want from me? That's so interesting. Because if I had a friend that was a therapist, I can't say that I wouldn't be trying to pick their brain all the right. time. Right. That's true. Like, like you can't help right. it. Right. Like if you have a have a friend who's a doctor, you're gonna be like, hey, yeah, like this thing popped up on my leg. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like I got this pain, like what should I do? That's your personal web MD right there. Hello. Right. You know, we got your so I get Google. That. Yeah. So your friends don't ever abuse that privilege of being close no. to you? Well, ironically, most of my closest friends are also therapists. Oh! <laughs> Baby! How cool! So, on a that round get, table. Right. So, it's really great because we understand each other, but sometimes conversations get a little heady because they were like, oh, but you're doing that, and it's because it, and, Oh, no. Lord. I would love to see y'all play Uno. Would that be funny? Oh, my God. You have no idea. A bunch of therapists playing. A bunch of right. black therapists playing space. You have no right. idea. Man. Oh trouble. There's a trouble. There was a trouble game that came with some, like, analyzing that had to happen. Ooh. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Not for me. But, now, you know. I know that, especially you mentioned being, <laughs> you know, let's say in a round table with your friends who are also mm-hmm. therapists. Yes, there's theory. You yeah. guys grew up, you, not grew up, but mm-hmm. worked on studying yeah. different books and, and science and yeah. every aspect of psychology. Mm-hmm. But what about your personal feelings on things? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your intuitive life experience mm-hmm. feelings. Does it ever go against the science? Does it ever go against the theory? Do you literally ever... was about to ask the oh. exact really? same, the exact Right. Like do you question. ever find yourself conflicted? Like, okay, this is what mm-hmm. this is saying I should do in this situation, but my heart says otherwise. Like a conflict of mm-hmm. mind and heart. Or studies and heart. Yeah. I yeah. Say. Um Yes, uh, sometimes. It's often not that dramatic, though, Mm. because, and this is the thing I love about therapy, is that it's very creative. And so, you know, my approach, like, I get to fashion my approach to something. There is evidence in theory that backs up certain, I don't know, ways of dealing with something or certain interventions, but I'm I'm also the tool, 
right? right. I'm implementing the thing. So that by nature of that is going to change how that happens. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of space for creativity. So I like, I rarely feel that real tug mm. when I'm sitting with someone about like, oh, like theory says this or, you know, research says this, but I need to do this. Only uh, I think there are some strict bottom lines that like are just, just common sense too that like I have to hold to. Other than that, there's a lot of room to kind of like, oh, like theory says this, but I'm always thinking about, but how does this work? How do I make this work for this person? Like not even just like what I think, but like, oh, I kind of already know like this part of this isn't going to be accessible for you because you have this stuff. So we need to tweak it. So mm. let's tweak it for you. Right. Right. So there's also, there's also that. But yeah, like rarely do I feel like my um, intuitive sense runs that like apart from, from what, research. Yeah, from the research. and. What about in like your personal life? Like, yeah. You have personal challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Or like personal conflicts. Oh, where yeah. You, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 I know where oh, we're yeah. going. But like where, where you, you have a natural inclination to feel one way, do you police your own thoughts? Nope. Or do you just feel? <laughs> no. I feel. So you, you're not your own therapist? Nope. Okay. Well, Amazing with pressure. the exception, so this, I'm really like outing myself here. I was terribly afraid, I'm terribly afraid of birds, mm -hmm. or was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, let's, let's analyze No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 so this is like one situation in which I did therapize myself because it also wasn't that serious. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Uh, but when I moved to New York City, I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, you got to confront that. everywhere. All the time. So I found Real my... Real ones and figurative Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Uh oh I don't want no Shout pictures. out to Tracy. Oh, no. Tracy wow. Braxton said, everywhere. Dominant <laughs> everything. <laughs> So I, like, worked myself through that, which was not really a phobia, but, like, I was like, oh, this is unnerving to me, so yeah. I, I have to learn how to deal. A wobia. So, <laughs> a wobia. Whoa. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so that's gotten better. So, yeah, but I think um, <laughs> generally, no, I'm a, I'm a feeler by nature. Mm -hmm. So it's, if it's personal, again, like, if I'm not doing work, I don't want to do work. I'm just feeling my way just like everybody else is. You just broke ground for a lot of people because really? most people feel very, very cautious yeah. about dating or being in a relationship with therapists, like yeah. just like yeah. Fran was just mentioning. Huh. I've never, ever heard any, like, you know, mental health professional yeah. like yourself speak about that, so I'm really glad you cleared that up. Oh, that's good. It is, I'm sure, a, a reprieve of some sort for mm. you to be able to, like, relax and just chill, you know, especially right. after Netflix. I'm sure you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be a therapist during, you know, those. No. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Are you binge watching? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine, like, have, being in session with a therapist. Oh, no. Wow. You know, oh it just doesn't God. work. Oh, my God. What is so, happening? None of that. Yeah. None of that. And I just appreciate that clarity. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. But do you ever battle feelings of perfectionism, though? Because... Everyone around you, even though you said a mm -hmm. lot of your friends are therapists, but yeah. obviously not everyone around you is. Right. Do you ever feel this pressure like, I have to have my shit together? Because you're a resume. You're literally a yes. walking resume of everything you've learned, of your practice. Yes. Of, mm -hmm. You know, so if someone sees you, like, drunk at the club crying over a breakup, <laughs> they're going to be like, bruh. <laughs> like, he got some work on his first. Right. You're literally the last person right. anyone would expect to be having challenges strange enough because mm. we al almost assume that true. you would be able to fix it. Right. 
So how does that ever, is that ever something that comes up where you're like, I can fix everything that I'm going through? Um, to I think to some extent, there's to me there's like a separation between. I often say this to a lot of my clients is like knowing and knowing. Mm-hmm. Right, so you can know things like in your head, and, and they can be logical. You know what to do. You know what you're supposed to happen, quote unquote. But then there's also a different kind of knowing, which is just feeling. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, there. But for most life problems, we generally know what's supposed to happen. Right. The difficulty is really in like making it happen most of the time, because then we have hangups, we have baggage, we have whatever. Um, <laughs> so um yeah i don't i don't know because i always could you imagine being a therapist i feel like i would be stressed like i have to be perfect all the time right and and, and just of how you're being perceived mm. you know that seems like a lot of pressure but i, I mean know. you're saying no but that's but that's what i liked about the first person who exposed me to psychology was that she was like a nut but like she was like literally like the nuttiest person I've ever met in my life. And I was like, I like that. Right. Because she could be herself. And so like I'm very much myself with my clients too. Mm. Right? They walk in, like some have walked in and said, like, oh, you look tired today. I was like, Yep, didn't sleep last night. But like I'm here and I'm with you now. That right. probably makes him real feel more comfortable. It's too. real though. Yeah, exactly. You know, like uh, yeah. That that's uh, that's me. Right. So. And I guess there is a humanness that we forget when yes. seeing, like you are an actual person yes. with a schedule and things going on. Now, one of the challenges that I see that always comes up when people, especially people of color, are looking for therapists is that personality aspect mm. because there are cultural barriers, mm-hmm. um, you know, class, race, mm-hmm. all these different factors tie into how what you share will be understood or perceived or received. I know my mom, I was telling you earlier, Mm -hmm. she wanted to be in, you know, in therapy regularly. It was something that she made an effort to do. And then the one that she found, she just felt really defensive with her because she felt like the lady just didn't understand her. And she said that she even felt like the lady was a little judgmental (laughs) with what she was telling her and what she was, how she was explaining. She processed different situations she felt like the therapist was kind of like oh girl you know what i mean <laughs> wow, that's not cool. and you don't want to feel no, that because if there's anywhere where you can admit to your right. you know shortcomings or faults or however you perceive yourself it's right. there in right. that office right so i noticed when people of color it's hard yeah. to find mm-hmm. number one a black therapist mm-hmm. and then it's hard to find one that you can relate to whether it's a yeah. woman or a man you know so yep. What advice do you have for those? Like, how do you do that? Because it seems like you would just have to go through a Rolodex of therapists to find the right one. Kind of like dating. Yeah, I often describe it as being similar to dating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I don't know if there's a Tinder for finding a therapist, but someone should probably get on that. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I always say to people, it depends on... I I Most people, research actually points to that most people want to be matched on gender, Mm. like across all races, which is really interesting to me. Um, But that um, for black Americans in particular, generally race is more important than gender. Mm. Um, So that's really interesting, and hopefully I'm not bastardizing the research. But, um, you know, so I always say to people, I think you should be open and flexible depending on what your needs are, right? So if... Because there are a lot of competent therapists out there, 
um, who have experience and have knowledge and work really hard to be good therapists to a, a wide range of people. At the same time, like being able to be matched, whether it be on like race or gender or like sexuality or um, some other kind of identity is really a shortcut, right? Like that's at the end of the day, that's really what it is because you're gonna be able to, that person's gonna understand a nuance that maybe the person that doesn't hold that identity can't, right? right? And for some people that's super important, right. um, but it's not for everyone. Um, it, I think it really depends on what you're bringing to the table. If you want to be able to talk about what it means to walk in the world as a person of color, for instance, like I will be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> you walk on the beat. Right. I'm, I'm going to say like, you're probably going to need to work with a therapist of color mm. because there's going to be nuance there that, is going to be communicated. Like, I, I have talked with clients before about experiences of walking the world as a man of color. And, like, so in my being able to share that, I know is invaluable in that space because so much of the world tells you that, you know, you shouldn't really think about it or you shouldn't let it get to you or you need to move on. And, like, right. no, that's not how this works. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it really depends. I think if that's your inclination, I say go for it. It's hard. Um, you may have to look a little bit more, right? But there are some good resources um, out there. Like if you look at like the, you know, there's an association of black psychologists. You can Google them. There are other directories like Therapy for Black Girls is a good direct directory, hey, right? Yeah, Dr. Joy. Um, <laughs> so there are like these little pockets where people are trying to get better about saying like, oh, we have this There'll like be black, yeah. yeah. But it's still very hard. For yeah, because sure. then even outside of race, I know another mm -hmm. thing, a factor I would focus on, too, is class. Because mm -hmm. you can find someone who's black, but mm -hmm. what if they didn't? Ha they don't understand, like, poverty? Right. You know, a lot of the, the programming that we're trying to break from under, if they mm -hmm. didn't even experience it, mm -hmm. the race is, you know, just one factor. Right, right. Of you ain't going to be sitting up here judging me, got me telling all my goddamn business. <laughs> About my family and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know, and, they, judging me. and they just right? like, don't get it. Right. You know? Well, Please. and I, but that's the thing is that like any uh, a good therapist should be able to get it. Yes. Regardless. Regardless. Mm. If if they can't get it and and they're still trying to work with you, then they are the problem. Mm. Because that's when that's when the therapist needs to step aside and say like, actually, this is out of my competency. Like, I can't do this, so I need to step away. For whatever reason. You right. can't do it, you can't do it. But like you should never walk out of a therapy session and feel like berated or like judged. Um or worse. Or worse. Yeah. Like that's that should not happen. I think if you if it's in the questionable territory, you know, because sometimes it is like someone like tells you about yourself, you're like, Oh man, like I didn't realize that, then come back and bring that up and say, like, this is how I walked away feeling. Like, and I was kind of, like, iffy about it. Can we, like, talk about why you said that or, like, what made you think that about me? Why would you share that? And that could be incredibly helpful to someone's process. Mm. So so can, I, so can I switch gears a little bit here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just in line with what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so what if someone is almost, like, where do they draw the line between tough love and therapy? And, like, you know, what if, you know, you're yeah. saying, oh, you know, this therapist might be judgmental. Or what if you 
or an, it's like a self-apology maybe and you're like mm. oh my therapist they told me something and it's really changing the way I look at myself and you're kind of like taking on some of what they may be giving you and it might not even be what you're actually going through hmm that's a tough question um I, I don't know like I the line is is individual for for every person like right. that line of like what is judgmental or not and like to be honest there's a lot of a lot of what we react to may or may not be a part of the treatment so if someone's saying something sometimes we say things that are provocative mm -hmm. because we know it will elicit something that needs to be dealt with and sometimes that can be dealt with in the confines of that relationship mm. um but that's a read right there <laughs> <laughs> that was a straight Sorry. up read. um no but like i i i think if you if you don't understand no but if if you don't i say to clients like if you don't understand why something is happening you i want you to tell me because you're not supposed to walk out of here feeling like worse like first and foremost right because like we're not supposed to be harming people um so there you should not be introducing new trauma in a therapy space you're supposed to be working through old trauma right and old hurts and so if you're feeling like abused or like you're like, man, like this person is really like uh, every time I walk out, I'm feeling worse about myself. Like that's a gut check moment to say like, all right, something needs to happen because this is not OK. I say that because I, I feel like a lot of people, when they think about therapy, sometimes they yeah. think like they're going to go in and like it's going to like hurt more than when they mm. came when they come out. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to get no therapist and then be crying every week and doing all that and yeah. leaving. Or seeing a lot of old shit. Right. So then they think it's going to be like a heavier week as opposed to it being like, you know, a release, you know. Well, it can. it's often both. See? Yeah. So See? it's tough where that line is for everyone. Like, again, I always say like if if your therapist isn't outright doing like if they're calling you names obviously Whoa, right you imagine? like there are certain lines you should never <laughs> well i know i'm looking at dustin like i already know uh can you imagine bitch what the fuck is wrong with right. you that should never oh. ever happen <laughs> Right. Your ass let, in here. Let's switch it all the way up then. Oh, a, no, a, a, a what did I do? Oh, oh, my wife. Okay. <laughs> what what about Ayama? Her um her style of therapy. Her style. Or, or rather, would you call that therapy? No. <laughs> Unequivocally no. Spicy. What is I don't I don't know. Um spicy on the bird. <laughs> I I I actually <laughs> Pop my butt, pop, pop my butt. Stop. So I should also say that I have not, I don't watch Fix My Life. Okay. So I'm just going to put that out there. But, yeah. And that is intentional. <laughs> so I don't know really, except for memes, I don't really know what's been happening. Yes. Right. Um, so, um, no, I, it's not therapy. Um, I do think there, that's not to say there isn't value in what she does. Mm. Um, I think my problem with it as a representation of like mental health, treatment is that it's not that mm -hmm. and so the lines get blurred and so people some people think that like that is therapy and they're like oh like that's I wanna, why I'm not going right that's why I'm not going or if I go to therapy this is what I want mm -hmm. and I'm like no, no 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 that's not how this works that's just her work that's yeah that's her and I don't believe she is a licensed therapist so um, I'm not 100% sure don't quote me but check it what about the people um, on marriage boot camp I can't <laughs> so they are 
I think there's some licensed <laughs> psychologists and people there. Okay, um, what about um, <laughs> you gonna give me dang, every I'm show? Just, uh, yes. Uh, what about Dr. Dang. Sherry? <laughs> she don't never Dr. fix Phil. nothing. <laughs> Wait, who's Dr. Sherry? The black yeah, lady like, that's always on all the shows when they go to see a therapist with the short curly hair. She's always on the Braxton. Yes. She's always on all the Wee yes. TV shows. Always on Love oh, and Hip Hop. Yes. She's a therapist she might they be always a, go to. I think she might be a marriage and family therapist, actually. All right, we're going on Dr. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah. What about Dr. Jeff? Oh, the one with the, is, the little one with the glasses. Yeah. You know, I saw <laughs> him on the, the train the other day. Did you really? And all these little girls sitting across from him started screaming. They were like, <laughs> oh my God! And he, he was like, what? Like the <laughs> they really recognized him? They rec- and they, so take, they asked if they could take selfies. You could tell he was so like, this is just a lot. Yeah. You find out Dr. Jeff got groupies. He does. <laughs> he is. A, he's a psychologist. He's a licensed psychologist. Mm. Yeah. So like, so the difference, uh, so I say Yana is not therapy because therapy is an ongoing process. It's a relationship. Yeah. It's not one treatment or one like scare tactic or or one TV episode or one TV episode absolutely not <laughs> what about one season uh, like marriage boot camp <laughs> rise up <I> <laughs> rise up yeah. oh my god she is so but, crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at her mama you see why yeah does it yeah. make That's you a lot. cringe to watch like people discussing it on on social media or even the fact that it's a thing yeah uh, i'm not do she fix lives? Not do she. Bottom line, do she fix lives? I mean, I I'd say the proof is in the pudding, right? So Ooh. check it, check with these people after the fact. So he's where are they at? Check that yeah. pudding. That's wow. that's all I can say about that. Mm-hmm. But um, where's DMX? <laughs> right, where's DMX? Where Nessie? Keisha Cole's sister. Nessie is a nasty bitch. The gutter so, snipe. How did you feel about that? <laughs> Do you know about that? No. She called it. She called Keisha Cole's sister Nefertiria a gutter snipe during sex. Neon listen. Nephi is the gutter snipe. That's disgusting. A gutter snipe. That's disgusting. I didn't even know that that was. Well, right. There's not that. even what it yeah, was. Yeah, I had to look that. It, up. it was. But you think that it's dangerous? <laughs> right. it's yeah. Dangerous what she does. I, what makes it dangerous? Well, I I think it's dangerous. One potentially dangerous because it again, gives people this impression that that is therapy, mm. which is, is not. And listen, therapy has a hard enough time selling itself. We don't right. need help from anyone to, like, to muddy the waters even more. Right. Um, so, uh, And she's also said, I should also say, that she has also said that she is a life coach and not a therapist. Right. Mm, like Laura, the life coach true. from Bad Girls Club. So, she was a life right. coach. So there are completely different standards for that, and so I'm not going to get into that. But I think it's potentially dangerous, like to my point earlier about you know, if, like, the process of therapy should not introduce new traumas. Right. So, like, I, I have potential concerns that some of the things that are happening on shows like that are, like, creating new problems. Because mm, there's a thin um, line between because it is, entertainment. Right, right. Because it mm. is also entertainment. And so, like, I, I don't know. I have, I have concerns about it. Um, yeah, so I do I cringe? Yes. Um, <laughs> I also tend to avoid, to be honest. Right. Like, I tend to not watch it because I, anything that involves, like, what I do day in, day out, I'm already looking, like, I start watching it and I'm like, I'm seeing it in a whole different way. I went to see a movie recently that, like, prominently featured a therapist and client relationship. The therapist, within the first 10 minutes, the therapist flubbed a like mental health law out the gate. And I was like, okay, I can't, like, this, I'm out. Like, I can't enjoy this. 
So have you seen yeah. um, Gypsy on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, did you have you guys? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I thought that question was gonna go another direction. <laughs> okay. <But> anyway, <laughs> Gypsy on Netflix. Yeah, have y'all seen mm. it? Um, it's no. about a therapist. Oh yes, who so literally like is that the one with Naomi Watts? Yes, yes, Naomi Watts. Yes, I have seen it some of that. Blew my Whoa. mind. She Man. like manipulates her clients. Like it's she fun does. for her. Like yes. she like. We'll find whoever. Let's say you go in and you're mm-hmm. talking to her about your partner that you're having trouble with. She'll go find that partner and then get them to become a client and kind of start fucking with both of y'all. To, just on some fun shit. Like, telling you one thing, telling him. Like, it's just fun for her. Wow. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder, like, <laughs> I've seen how does that feel? every episode. I've watched it. And it didn't get renewed for a season it two. It did not. I actually thought it was a good Which, show. It that's, was interesting. See, that I have complicated feelings about it because as a show, it's amazing. Right. Um, because it's so well done. Um, but if I'm looking at it as like, oh, is this a representation of right. therapy and wow. like a therapist? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, right. So anyone within Damn. the range of the sound of my voice, <laughs> <laughs> if any similar kind of shenanigans happen or you catch wind of, please run. <laughs> Report them to the state board. Like, that is not supposed to happen. And None HBO of that. HBO had a show, too, called Therapy. Um, in, treat- in Treatment. In Treatment, Did which I like actually that? never saw. But I heard it was also terrible in that respect. Really? Because it was, like, so messy. Damn. Or on How to Get Away with Murder. I was thinking Viola's about that. therapist, how he horrible. was, like, horrible. triggered. No, no. <laughs> Every week I was like, please don't. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they kept... They he kept like, turning it Oh, my God. <laughs> really, d- just so digging bad. that knife right on in right. for therapy now. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. First the wife and then and then the wife. Sorry, you know, right. it was so Never bad. Mind. So bad. I I don't think I've seen a good representation of therapy. Yikes. On on screen. Well, or fair representation. That means that there's an opportunity there right. for somebody to do that. Hello, Vice. And they can do it with a black person too. I mean, I'm just saying that would be they amazing. They have a show actually on Viceland with a therapist. Um, that he he works with rappers, oh, celebrities, like celebrities. he did Waka Flocka and all yes. that. Oh, really, I haven't seen he that. He had OT Genesis. Yeah. Um, did he push it? He had Prodigy, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of, and it's actually really interesting because, especially the toxic masculinity, yeah, especially within the music industry yeah. with rappers, to have them sit and talk about their feelings openly and their childhoods and their traumas and their insecurities and fears that's major it's amazing but have you seen it no you have to i didn't even know it existed yeah i have to look it up i can't remember the name of it either but it was good um well you're looking it up i I will say that there's while he looks it up i want you to catch it just because i'm curious to see what yeah for sure there's there was one show that i i mean maybe there's more than one but there was one show that i really liked that was actually i think it was vh1 which was sex therapy with Dr. Chris. Oh, he, oh, Dr. Joy is who I was thinking about. No, or, no, I'm thinking about sex with Sue. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. The old lady. The old lady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dr. Ruth. Sorry. Dr. Ruth. Oh, Dr. Ruth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. She's on Twitter. Do you know that? <laughs> she is. She's, still, she's, still? she's alive. And she got some good ones, too. <laughs> Twitter after her. dark? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Dr. I love her. It's amazing. Ooh. Dr. Ruth is amazing. The show's called The Therapist, by the, the way. Therapist. The one on Okay. That, you gotta um, check it out. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. But yeah, Sex Therapy uh, was on with Dr. Chris Donahue, who's like a, who's a sexologist. Mm. And like, he also has a great book that I always recommend to people. But that was a, a good representation. But it was also still a show. So there's, you only that saw line. so much of actual therapy that was happening because right. then it was like, you know, it was kind of a docu so kind of serious. Oh, yeah. So they were showing people's lives a little bit too. 
Yeah. He the fine white doctor. With the tattoos and stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's cool. He's cool people. A hotel is nice, but a vacation rental? There's nothing like that home away from home. And with today's sponsor, Tripping.com, finding the perfect vacation rental is almost too easy. One search on Tripping.com lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place to find the best deal in your perfect vacation rental. Vacation rentals offer more. More privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, you can join the millions of travelers who find more savings, with rates of up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. This year, save time and money when you head to Booking, the vacation home of your dreams, with Tripping.com slash FriendZone. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash FriendZone. Find your perfect vacation rental today at Tripping.com slash FriendZone. Don't trip! Who are people, like shows or books or even online personalities that are therapists that you would recommend? Or podcasts? Like, have there been any resources that you feel, in your opinion... Hmm are valuable and actual, actually helpful as opposed to just entertaining. Or Podcast. they could be both. <laughs> right? I mean, this one's pretty good. Hey! hey! <laughs> now you know we approved. ain't no damn therapist. No, no, right. No, but no, but I do need to say that I think that I, I'm very glad to be here because I think that what you all do is really amazing and special for the people who listen to the show. Thank you. Because... What you do is you create a space for people to talk about things that are relevant to them mm-hmm. and that also help them talk about mental health in a way that is not this stodgy, rigid, old, uh, uh, inaccessible experience. Right. And that's so, right. you know, like that's so I'm very glad to be here and thank you uh, very much. Oh, thank so, you. Thank you. So happy you decided to join us again. <laughs> that you didn't say, all right. And after give us that, 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 that cred. Right. <laughs> all done. Um, hmm. That's a hard question. Um, I So on the topic of, I, I don't get to listen to a lot of podcasts, I should say that. Um, one that I used to listen to regularly was Loveline is Back as a oh, podcast. Oh, wow. Yes. I remember that from okay, back in the day. Okay, so it's Dr. Chris mm-hmm. with Amber Rose. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's a podcast. Okay, I'm going to check that out, actually. So, that, so with, like, sex and relationship-centered stuff, I really enjoy that one. Cool. Um, Go, Amber. For, I don't know, like, I, for mental health, I, I don't. there are a lot out there, but nothing's coming to me at Or the blogs, or even YouTube mm. channels, maybe shows, anything. Or music even books. Maybe, <laughs> music videos. Maybe uh, the book that you've read. Huh. Oh, so a couple of books. I definitely think um, there is a book by one of the kind of like living legends of psychology, Irv Yalom, called The Gift of Therapy. Mm. Um, he, it's really, it's like a really cool narrative kind of experience uh, of him working with clients. So it's cool. And it's not like a textbook. It's a book. Not dense. Yeah, it's yeah. not dense. It's just a book. Um, so that's a really good one. Um, Dr. Chris's book, Sex Outside the Lines, is amazing. 
Um, what they, what are they talking about in that? Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> why are you cross your up. feet like that? <laughs> uh, it's all about embracing. There are no pictures, sadly. <laughs> this okay, is well, the, this the Chris Donahue oh, one. This is yeah. not Taxi Cab Confessions. I'm just telling you. Did you read it? it I have not read it, but uh-huh. I am going to go get it because Chris Donahue is, if he put oh, pictures wow, in that book, cool. he's like I'm a good looking guy. You, yeah. I'm just telling you. If he I put, love the tattoos. He's going to love that we're talking about him. Is he? Do you know him? I've met him. He's cool people. Well, you know. He looks like he's some kin to Adam Levine. A little bit. Yeah. Distant cousins. <laughs> Adam Ravine. Oh no, Ravine and Ravine, <laughs> like a creep. Yeah. Um, so that's a really. It, it actually talks about like embracing uh, a wider spectrum of sexuality and like getting uh, getting more comfortable yeah. it, with yourself and how you view it, Ooh. no matter what that is. What's it called? Sex, sex outside, outside the lines. The lines. Authentic Ordering sexuality it. in a sexually dysfunctional culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Ordering good. it. So good. So on, the, <laughs> so on the show with <laughs> with Viola and um, the show on HBO in treatment, mm-hmm. I didn't see it so much in the Gypsy show, but therapists always have a therapist or at least someone that they can kind of uh, consult with. Yeah. Maybe there are aspects of a treatment they're putting mm-hmm. together they need some help with. Do you have a therapist or someone that you look for guidance I, I don't currently have a therapist. Mm-hmm. I have worked with a therapist before. So interesting. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think there's a difference between sort of like personal therapy and peer consultation or supervision or consultation with someone who's more experienced. Right. Um, which I do all the time. Mm. Um You know, there I have peers and colleagues and people who are more experienced in certain things that I will like routinely reach out to and say like listen I'm working with this kind of issue like do you have any recommendations of like Mm. things I should be looking at because you know we tend to specialize sometimes you get sort of like just by nature of people who come to you you get focused into like a couple of areas and so you lose some of the other things that you were exposed to early on in your career and other people have much more experience with that. So it's always good to like therapists often have like a peer consultation, either a group or an individual or other people that they also check in with to say like, sometimes it's like, is this treatment right? And sometimes it's like, am I tripping? Like, do I need to like redirect? Like, is this me or it's like, yeah. So that happens a lot. Mm. Yeah. Any questions? Just in the case, dialing, I love saying this, Uh-oh. dialing back <laughs> earlier, yeah. when you said that sometimes you do have to tell a client, you know, it's just not the best fit. Right. What is the next step then? Like, do you do you offer some sort of referral or do you just tell them, hit it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what is it? The door Could is that way? No. Like, girl, I, can't, I mean, I ain't got nothing for you at the end of the day, so... Sorry, no. This ain't what you want. Hope it works <laughs> out. Hope everything works out. No, I, I always uh, listen. I, it's not personal to me, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. and that's the point. Is that if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. That's like not a, you know, an attack on me or the client or whoever. Um, so I always give people recommendations. So mm-hmm. say like, listen, this is who I think would be to work best with you because of X, Y, and Z. Like I can connect you with them. Or, and some people, sometimes people are like, no, like, I want to find my, I want to go back to the drawing board and do that. Then they're more than happy to. I always give people at least a couple of resources to say, I think you should try here. 
um, because I, that's actually an ethical duty of mine. Okay. Right? Because I don't want, if you're going through something and, like, for whatever reason, it's not a good match, like, you still need support. Right. So mm-hmm. why, why would I just leave you out in these streets? Like, that's not okay. Stevie Wonder got a song where he says, I wouldn't do that to a dog. There you go. So I think that's applicable in this yes. case. Yeah. Yes. I think that's Rocket Love. By, that is, that's Rocket Love. By Stevie Wonder. Like, I wouldn't do that to a dog. Right. Yeah. Now, we discussed you being human. Mm-hmm. How do you take these stories day in and day out without your own stress levels mm-hmm. being heightened? You know what I mean? Because I'm sure you hear some intense mm-hmm. childhood stories or things that have happened to people. Sure. How do you take that all in? What's your process? Um, well, it first I would say it definitely does affect you. Right. Right? It You can't not be affected because, I mean, if you're doing it right and if you're going into it as a therapist with an open heart, that um, it does impact you to hear that. Um, but I think every therapist has to find their own path to like, for me, like self-care is super important to me for that reason is because I know I take on a lot and like, I would not want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So that like, that's, that's me, but it still comes with this extra, um, stuff that I'm carrying with me like every day. And so whether that is like me listening to music, me journaling, me, you know, catching up with a colleague, uh, venting, creating something, these different experiences like that I like to do, like all of that stuff helps me decompress and like we talked about earlier kind of separate you know um, my stuff from this, you know, my client stuff. Right. Um, but there's always a little at least for me, there's always a little part that like there there's several times I'm just walking throughout my day and I think of so and so. I see something I'm like, "Oh, like, I wonder how so-and-so is doing or um. like it happens all the time. So like there's no like complete separation, but I think it's kind of like turning the volume down. And that's how you kind of play with it where you're when you're at work, when you're working with people in session, the volumes turned up, you know, and you try to turn it down when you're not. And I think, you know, everyone has their own individual ways of doing that, you know, whether it's exercising or, you know, I, I like cooking and like baking. So like the process of that is good. Like I like doing things for me is sometimes really good mm-hmm. because it helps me get more in my body. Right. Um, it helps me sort of settle into my get body instead head. of get out of my head because mm-hmm. I'm always there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think all that stuff is good. So you've never yeah. like cried during a session? I've definitely cried during session. Really? Yeah. Like, not bawling, but I've cried. Really? Mm-hmm. Tears have come down my face in a session before. Have you oh. ever seen... Brian looking like, I'm going. <laughs> no, I'm just like... Some, can you imagine? starts crying, you're, like, comforting them. <laughs> well, and that's, Don't like... Cry. Right? That's kind of, like, the line. It's, you, like, the... It's only happened maybe, like, a... Maybe once or twice. Oh. But, um... <laughs> It's it's I be a right. It's happened. <laughs> well, sometimes something like if someone in front of you again, I'm a really sensitive person, mm-hmm. right? So someone in front of me is like just is reliving something, and they're emoting, and it maybe it depends on the day. It depends on like you know how much sleep I got. That whatever. There's all those factors for me, but yeah, there, sometimes that just happens, and that's okay. That's not necessarily wrong. Some therapists will say it's wrong, um, but I've never been 
uh, sort of in distress and needed a client <laughs> to comfort me. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> right? I can't be bawling because, like, if I'm not managing the situation. Right. Like, curled up on the damn floor. Right. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I've definitely, like, sat with a client and, like, at a point we were both sort of crying because it was just, like, that powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess you always think of a therapist as this sort of, like, robotic, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. kind of cold, almost like a doctor. Yeah. Where, you know, you can come in with the craziest of ailments, but, right. and they're just sort of like, yeah, you're going to die, like, in five days, you know? <laughs> and it's just this, like, disconnect. Yeah. And so, that ain't me. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm like, yeah. how do you manage that? Like, not disconnecting. Because obviously there's yeah. a level of disconnection sure. that you have to do for your sanity. Yeah. And to be able to to put the theories and the science and yeah. practice properly. But yeah. you're human. Yeah. You know? So how I imagine the stories you hear, there have to be times where it just hits you. And you're like, sure. fuck, this is terrible. Right. And so, and sometimes it's just like, I'm, I'm wait. Sometimes it is. I need the session to end because I'm on the verge. Mm, right? right? So you're like, okay, we need to wrap this up because I know when you walk out, I'm having, because of my own stuff, I need to have a moment to collect myself. Right. And yeah. I wonder that too. Like, you're yeah. getting triggered with yeah. your own life that, through people's stories. I mean, all the time. That happens. Like, because we're, like, you have experiences that, um, you know, people come in with problems. You're like, mm-hmm. Like, yep, dealing been with that. <laughs> yeah, and it literally has happened where I've been talking with a client, and the same thing is literally happening that week wow. in my life. I'm like, man, this is some that stuff. Collective consciousness, right? <laughs> wow. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I that and but that's a gut check moment of like, okay, if I once I recognize it, I say, all right, I have to make sure that I'm turning down my volume mm. right now to, and I and I but I make a note like I got to come back to this later because if this person's still dealing with this I need to make sure I'm in a place to help this person I can be present with them the next then and the next time mm. Mm. but it's kind of beautiful because you're almost working through your own life by mm. helping people work through theirs yeah I mean I think I think that's a really I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about therapy is not that it's it's not my process but but just by nature of being humans and connected mm-hmm, there's threads. always healing mm-hmm. right there's always healing um part of the reason why i got into therapy was because i am a sensitive person and i have baggage that comes with that mm-hmm. right so but now this is like the ultimate sublimation Right. I can use all of that sensitivity to be really empathic when someone's sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. And so that is like one way that I inadvertently kind of continue to work through that and make good use of something that used to be a liability for me. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Turn on them L's in the lessons. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's always good. <laughs> now, I wonder what your thoughts are on things like um, what I call spiritual Twitter and all these I like I don't even know about spiritual Twitter. Well, just I, that's what I call it. But I mean, <laughs> so like the positive mm. tweets and Instagram pages and Tumblrs, where it's like you know <laughs> the little gems, <laughs> right? Gems all day, which I love. But yeah. sometimes I can see how they can be. Remember, we had an episode about the toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's it's not so much dealing with the problem or getting to the root of it as it is this pressure to feel like 
you called it in somehow or it's your fault. Not so much victim blaming or shaming, but more so this thing of like everyone's going through it. You know, life is challenges. Life is suffering. Just smile through it and be grateful. And there's like a lot of that. Um, That almost makes you feel guilty for the feelings that you feel. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like what I call spiritual Twitter, they almost ignore the darkness that comes with being human and the human condition. And I always wonder, when you see tweets like that or, or Tumblr quotes and all these yes. accounts, how much does that make you cringe that it's overlooking a lot of the processes that you that are uh, yeah. excluded from the conversation? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a complicated answer to this because... <laughs> love and light. I, <laughs> yeah, right. the love and light community. Um, uh, I don't know, like, I, I do have, uh, well, my business does have an Instagram account. We do have a Twitter. So we do share some encouraging things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think it's called Viva Wellness, by the way. Yes. Uh, that in. Viva Wellness. Viva Wellness y'all. NYC on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Follow us. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, um, I think there's a fine line. There is a such thing as toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a great way to describe it because... There is no light without darkness. Right. Right. You only understand light in relation to darkness. And so if you're always trying to, you know, be positive and smile through it, it's like, no, no, no. Sometimes shit sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, there's no positive bend to it. Sometimes you just have to make it through, and that's the best that you can do. Making it through the day. Um, Hashtag. Also, (laughs) tattoo. (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes you just have to make it through, and that's the best that you can do. Amen. <laughs> that's so Tumblr. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I don't like it because, uh, for me, I feel like people are missing out on the process of actual healing. Like, that's not healing. So if you have stuff that you're dealing with, like, that is a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just having, like, a spiritual quote or whatever is a Band-Aid. Like, healing, this is the way I think about it. When you break a bone... You go to the doctor. You oftentimes they're going to have to reset it, and that is also painful. Mm-hmm. And that is what therapy is. That's what healing is. Is that sometimes you have to agitate the thing enough to be able to work through it and for it to heal properly. Mm. I just felt that on my back. It's like when you're picking at a scab, and then you know it's like feel bad, but it feels a little bit <laughs> better after you finally get it done. It's like, <laughs> man, I'm glad that's over finally. But like throwing up after you was drunk. Oh my god, yeah, because you find like <laughs> a it's <relief>. total healing. <laughs> oh. Like, oh my god, I feel made over. <laughs> Welcome to the friend zone, Jarrell. Right, <laughs> oh, so happy you're here, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so okay, so. Yeah, because I was just curious mm. how that works, especially even, and I think there's a level of responsibility even with our show mm-hmm. and podcasts where we do give advice, even though people know we're not therapists. Um, they know a lot of our of our advice tends to be terrible. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say that. Not terrible, but, you know, in a playful way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there <laughs> there is a responsibility. <laughs> There's a responsibility because we're not licensed, you know, and then we are in the mental health arena. Yes. And wellness right now is an industry. Yes. It's very popular, but a lot of people aren't licensed. You know, we're kind of just giving our experiences and our opinions. And I wonder, you know, for people like yourself who are licensed, playing in the digital space, Mm -hmm. like even with us, how we have the listener letters or the asking for a friend and most podcasts do, like how... 
crazy does that drive you? <laughs> no, I, I, no, I actually. Then we're like, girl, leave him. Right, right. No, I love it so much. Really, I love it so much. You don't think but, it's detrimental or dangerous no, 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 no. to society? No, you'll never be sitting back listening though, and you be like, like no, oh, no, 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 that's, that's, that's true. Actor, this person's been hurt by the advice they're giving. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. That's true. That happens. Project. Too. That, that happens. Project um, no, because uh, I think if if you're real and upfront about who you are, what you are, what you do. Like that, it's cool. Like right. you share your experience, give your advice. That like, that is not the same thing as like having a relationship and working with a therapist. So I don't see them as the same. Right. Mm. Like people are, people are calling upon you guys, for instance, to, to for that they want that direct advice which sometimes I don't or can't give because it's not appropriate in certain situations in therapy. So we're like the school so of cool. hard knocks kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's awesome. No, it's <laughs> awesome. And so, I, again, and I think you guys handle yourselves really responsibly in terms of, like, always uplifting therapy and mental health services and treatment mm-hmm. as, like, a real valuable tool towards healing. If you weren't doing that, then I might be like, mm, I don't know about giving out all this advice and stuff. <laughs> but no, like if you're, I, I think that's, I don't know, I think that's a way because you're all human and people listen because they're human and they're relating. And so you don't want to always, you want to be connected. And, you know, if they can be connected in the way that you respond and they can understand that and whatever language or the way that you approach it, like that's good. Like that's always good. Yay. Yeah. So we're not menaces to society. No. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Giving up my budget advice. <laughs> no. Now, therapy is expensive. It can be, yeah. Especially if you are seeing someone weekly, mm-hmm. you know, over time. I know insurance covers it for the most part, but <laughs> most people don't even have insurance. So that's where it can get kind of tricky. Yeah. Obviously, there are different resources like Talkspace. Shout out yeah. to Talkspace, yeah. which you can also yeah. find Jarrell on. Yeah. Um, so what advice do you have for people that are really in need mm-hmm. of these services but just do not have the funds? Well, there's a couple of different options, to, and it depends on where you live, too, because, I mean, New York City has everything, um, but it's still, you know, uh, inaccessible for some. I would say if you are looking to get therapy and you don't have a lot of money, I would say look into whatever local centers and community kind of based um, uh, places that are around you. Because sometimes they will have clinics that operate out of a church, for instance, or out of Mm -hmm. some community center. There might be a therapist who works there pro bono two days a week. Um, Yeah, sometimes that happens. and so, like, so sometimes there are free things that you just have to, like, investigate a little further. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there are some good low-cost options. Like, one of the best out there, I think, for people who, are, who need therapy or want to take therapy but don't have a lot of money, um, there's a resource called the Open Path Collective, which has – it's a directory of therapists that opt in – so they offer a certain number of spaces on their caseload for a really reduced rate. And so those sessions can cost between 30 and $50. Mm. You know, so all of a sudden you have what is typical, you know, in New York City on the low end, maybe like $125, $150 a session. Like some providers will have, you know, to be on open path, which will be less. And some offer a sliding scale outside of that too. So if they say, oh, like my regular rate is X, 
and you say, well, actually, I can only afford this, and I can only afford it biweekly. Can you do that? A lot of times people will work with you. Sometimes you just have to try. Sometimes they won't, but sometimes they will. Do you take coupons? No. <laughs> No Not even months. the Bed Bath & Beyond ones. What? I mean, I love those. But everybody <laughs> take them. Right. You that 20% that 20%. comes in like every three days. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, I just had to ask. <laughs> every industry got their like secret something that they their do on the, the slides. Mm-hmm. on the low, low. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's Jordans? a good... Jordans? <laughs> actually, though, um, bartering is acceptable. Aha. Really? For real, for real. Wait, yeah, yeah. Give us an example. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, look. <laughs> do you need your hair braided? Oh, I like the, oh, okay. Well, it, it depends on what people, you know, what people want. But um, did you see? Oh my god, she's got to have it on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the series, right? There's one session where she doesn't have enough money. She paints the doctor oh, a yes. portrait. <laughs> yeah. That is that is a form of bartering. Mm-hmm. So like some depending on your circumstances, depending on like what you do, you might be able to say, well, um, I can trade this for a reduction on my services. Oh shit! Or like if you're a web designer, yeah, maybe you, can make you say like, oh, I'll make your, design. I'll make your, I'll update your website. I will create business cards. Y'all, That's not terrible. Do that. I'll bring you coffee on my way in. <laughs> I make really uh, good tea. <laughs> See? Clip <laughs> <laughs> a toenail. Hey, oh, okay, God. look. I, <laughs> oh, whoa. Mm. Now, you, now you're my, my Anon Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Friend, I made some shea wow, butter. Wow, I couldn't drink. Uh, this okay. particular one's got peppermint oil in it. <laughs> I bet you said Fred. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, so because a lot of times... So, like, it's, an, so it's honored. Yeah, so system. people... Yeah, y'all, do y'all from, hear that? See, I knew something. It's not every therapist, but... But it doesn't hurt to ask. But it doesn't hurt to ask. Like, if you really need... Like, listen, if you really need, like, please don't be ashamed to ask because a lot of times, like, therapists will do what they can. Also understanding, like, we also... This is how we make a living, too, right? right? So you want to be conscious of, like, you know, if you find the right fit and you you plan to stay for a while, like, try and figure something out. Like, they're going to work with you. Oh. And obviously, you know, there are also, I'm sure, certain people that don't even live near therapists Mm -hmm. or have that, you know, depending on what part of the country you're in. Or We have a global audience internationally. We can't assume that everyone has uh, a therapist accessible to them. And obviously, it's a case-by-case thing with treatment. Mm -hmm. But is there any process you can share that people can... You know, something tangible or concrete that you can share yeah, to like our an, listeners. An like, accountability checklist Yeah, like something. some kind of audit, some kind of journal prompt, or maybe that's too foo-foo. Um, but something mm. that they can I mean, use as a give tool. Give us a mantra. <laughs> Not a mantra. An affirmation. <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just something that people can use to kind of start the process of... Their relationship with themselves. Is there anything Hmm. like a really useful and quick tool? I I don't know how quick or useful it is, but But it doesn't have to be quick. No, no, no. I'll I'll say this: like one of the things I like doing with with people uh, because we often people walk into therapy saying like I'm not at my best self, right? You're like I want to be better in this way. I want to have better relationships. I want to do whatever, Um, and so. One of the things I have done before with some clients is had them journal on the idea of um, 
you know, what is your life now? And who, what is your life like in five or 10 years? What does that look like? And like really think about like, who are you with? What, who is around you? Where, where are you living? What does your housing look like? Do you have a dog? Do you have kids? Do you have whatever? And imagine that. But, and then you can start to see like where the gap is truly. Because if where you are now is not close to that, then you can see I'm not moving towards that. How do I, then you can start to figure out how do I move towards that? If this is what I really want, if this is what I envision for myself in the future, um, in the long-term future, then like I need to make sure that every day I'm taking a step towards that. Mm, almost like so, creative visual visualization. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Hmm, that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, something to try. Now, this is a part where we're going to open it up to <laughs> asking for a friend yeah. where, you know, we get tons of emails, um, messages, tweets, texts, everything, you name it, calls. <laughs> okay. Um, but we thought <laughs> what a treat it would be to have an actual therapist answer a couple of questions as opposed to our asses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so shout out to the lucky people the who are getting chosen this week. The lucky people who are getting an actual treatment today. Yes. So Asante, take it away. <laughs> uh, the subject here is help, musty brain, BPD, or both. <laughs> um, Hey, guys. I just want to start off by saying that I love your podcast. It's the only thing that keeps my musty brain fresh during my workday that oh. is centered around draining people. I'm here for some advice. About six months ago, I met a new friend. When I first met her, she seemed like a pretty normal girl. We sought phone numbers to keep in touch, and after one week of texting, she openly told me about the sexual abuse she endured as a small child. I don't know why she told me so soon, but I guess she felt comfortable enough with me after one week. I understand that it's very serious and can do crazy damage to a person's self-esteem, well-being, and all-around functionality. She has had issues in the past with self-harm and suicide attempts and behavior issues. As time went on and she became super attached and close to me and liked all the advice I gave her, fast forward to December, she tried to commit suicide again for the fourth time with her over-the-counter pain medication. I went to see her in the hospital and she told me everything was going to a rehab she told me everything was all right, and she was going to a rehab facility to get help. She was gone from January to mid-March, and she called me three times a day during the time when she was in rehab, which is a little excessive for my liking. After two days of being home from rehab, she tried to commit suicide for the fifth time with a bottle of Benadryl. Oh my goodness. I feel like any advice I give her, she doesn't hear. She's now working with a therapist to work out her issues, and she struggles with overthinking and anxiety severely. She always needs confirmation that I'm not mad at her, and that I am still her friend. Every time we talk, it's always about what's going on in her life or what's going wrong in her life, what new advice she needs, and just negative energy being thrown in my direction. I have a ten tendency to soak up people's energies, and so every time I talk to her, it's very draining. I hate being this person, but she's never asked how I am. It's only about her and what new bad thing is happening in her life. I've come to the realization that she has BPD, Borderline Personality Disorder which is a pattern of abnormal relationships, behaviors, and unstable sense of self. Basically, I just need some advice. I don't think I have a question here. Some guidance, please. I'm running on empty. Wow. So I'm just going to kick the ball your way. <laughs> just looking at me. Because that oh, yes. go You know, when I read these emails sometimes, you know, it's I just think to scope. myself, yeah, we get a lot of emails, and I'm just kind of like, I, I just don't really know, like, what type yeah. of best advice we could give to someone like this, you know? Yeah. We're about to break dance and pass the wave right over to you, Jarrell. 
Um, I, yeah, that's a tough question. I uh, it doesn't seem like the this person is looking for uh, a specific thing in terms of like advice, like do this thing. Um, but I would say, um, I think that you've done a great service to this person to being there and supporting them. They're obviously in a lot of pain. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, you have to do what works for you. And so if this person, you know, is draining your energy, you feel like it's affecting these other parts of your life, then you have to create some boundaries. Mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I know it, it might seem bad to this person because they are, have gro- grown quite attached. Uh, but you still have to take care of yourself at the end of the day. Um, and a relationship that is, that is as one-sided as that is not going to sustain itself, no matter what form it takes, even if they're just friends. And so, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with creating some separation or distance and figuring out how you can continue, how the, you know, the writer can continue to have themselves sort of filled by other people and like getting support for the things that's going on with them instead of always just expending energy with this person. Uh, they, the person they wrote about obviously would benefit from consistent care and support, professional support. Um, it sounds like medication might also be a really good option. Um, so I would say if you're still friends with the person, just continue to push them or nudge them into that direction of like sustained professional help. Um, cause it seems like they really need it and they need a plan to move forward. Yeah. Do you find it hard? Um, I know we talked about earlier establishing yeah. boundaries, but like as a person that's like um, like emotionally intuitive yeah. and able to like kind of latch on to energies, I always find it very hard to like separate myself sometimes. Yeah. So do you find it hard to be able to like uh, put those boundaries up when you're dealing with people that have like so much going on, and it's like you know mm-hmm. you're always respective and receptive to what they're going through, mm-hmm. but you don't want to be the one to be like, well, I'm going through this, so leave me the hell alone. But you want to be like, hey. Like, you know, I hear that you're going through that, but I just can't really do this right now. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think if you are a, a sensitive, uh, like emotionally in tune person, you have to learn how to do that because it will, it will eat you and destroy you too. Like you can't carry on everyone's problems, burdens, concerns always. Like who's going to be there for you? You know, tell me about it. Like that's it's going to ruin you. Like not to be dramatic, but it will ruin you. And so you're gonna have to find ways to like ways to be okay with saying like I can't be this for you right now. And th- and that's actually what I would advise people is to say that instead of like completely <coughs> opting out of the relationship altogether forever. If it hasn't gotten to that point where you're just like completely done early on, say like I actually can't do this with you right now. Let me get back to you. And tomorrow or two days from now, then I can come back. I can be more present for you. And if it if you never get to be present again, then maybe that's not the relationship you should be in. Mm. And not feeling bad. And not feeling can't bad. Be, yeah, because I think Some one of my don't have the bandwidth sometimes. Yeah, one of my biggest issues is that I am a nurturer by nature, mm-hmm. and so when it's a habit of mine almost to like the default setting I should say is yeah. when someone needs something I'm just like here I'll help you fix it sure but sometimes it's it hurts me yeah you know what I mean because people yeah. don't think about you the way you think about them yeah mm. you know and so yeah. if you're doing that for True. everybody yeah 
you're putting yourself last. You're not thinking about you, and they're not thinking about you. True. And what, the, who's thinking on? about yeah. you? Right. True. You know? Right. And it's hard because you just want to be helpful, but you're abusive, abusive to yourself Yeah. in the meantime. So yeah. it's lessons. But I think you grow up and you kind of start learning after yeah. you hit your head a couple times. <laughs> yeah. No, and I also say, so one example, this is kind of a terrible example, but um, in Willy Wonka, there's Veruca Salt, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's like a terrible character. Yes. But what I love about her is she's always so honest. She's like, no, no, no. What I want is what I want, and I want it no, now. I want it right? Now. So, so good. <laughs> right? And so sometimes I tell people who are, by default, nurturers who care, are caretakers, is that like sometimes you just need to demand what it is that you want. And not be afraid to say that. That doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you a bad caregiver. It doesn't right. make you a bad nurturer. Sometimes or you just have to person. say, or a bad person, like, I just, I need this from you right now. And, like, it's okay to do that. Because other people are going to take from you. Mm. Or learning to, what I've had to learn to say yeah. is, I don't like the way this feels. Mm. Which is hard for me. That's great. <laughs> it's yeah. just that so simple. Or I don't right. want to do this. Or no, I'm not in, like, just the no's. The mm-hmm. no's are hard for me. Yeah. Those boundaries, woo! Yeah, they're tough. Yeah, they're super tough. That Chris Brown. I don't want to go there. <laughs> oh. um, I have another email here. Uh, the subject is: Should I cancel this friendship? Wow. <laughs> okay. I have this friend who is white, and her boyfriend is Arabic. A few weeks ago, she expressed to me that her boyfriend had an issue with the fact that she has dated primarily black men her whole life. Uh-oh. Oh boy. I asked her what the issue was, and she said to me that he found it disgusting. That was the second offense. Oh, boy. I already didn't see it for her boyfriend because he said nigga in front of me, okay. and I had to cuss him out. She went on to tell me how much he doesn't like black men and all the racist thing he says. I was uncomfortable. I told her that I looked at her a certain way because how, <laughs> how could she date someone with these views of black people, black men in particular, especially when all of her friends are black and the people who love and protect her when he fucks up are black. Mm. I didn't like her response to my concern, so I haven't spoken to her ass. She's been reaching out to me, but I honestly don't care to continue to have the conversation. Am I overreacting? Should I cancel this friendship? It's already been canceled, number one. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like very clearly it's already been canceled. Uh, Oh, that's a tough... Actually, that's not that tough. If... if, uh, Like, you gotta know, I'm assuming that the person who wrote this is black? Yeah, I'm assuming she's black. If... (laughs) She got a black name, but I ain't seen the name. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean... I can uh, listen. I've I've dropped friends for far less than like them maybe being a closet racist. So um, yeah, I don't think it's overreacting. I think if the one thing I would say though is that if you haven't had a real conversation about like why and you and you value the relationship you have with this person highly. Because it may not matter if this is just someone like you drink with or hang out with so like every once in a while, then maybe you just need to let it go. But if it's like someone you've been through some stuff with um, and you haven't yet had a real conversation about why they need to understand what you're saying, then I would say try that before you completely give up. But at the end of the day, like if it's not okay to be surrounded by people who like accept racism, period. Especially since, I mean, this is, this got to be their friend. Because they talking about whenever yeah. the other black boyfriends fuck up, they got to pick up this girl's heart. Mm, right. So now, now she needs this, to do better. Now after this black person hate her, you know, breaks up her heart, they got to pick her up after right. that too. So. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just mad anyway. 
Gotta I be. wasn't Gotta going be. to go Gotta be. there. Shall we give our advice? Mad? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know are you mad because you know what, what came before. Uh oh, here we go. Here so we go. you know. So now and then she hang out with black people too. <laughs> you may so not now you measure look up black person. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> measure up. You know what I'm saying? And maybe what the problem is, you know, it's a deep seated, rooted root cause. <laughs> Give me some more terms, Jarrell. Give me some authentic, Jarrell. Let's legitimize what we really oh, know no. the issue is. Yeah. <laughs> we can move on to the next question. Uh, if you want to do it, Sante. Okay, because I was about to start chiming in, too. Okay, because we could go on and chime. I'm I mean, ready to chime. listen, the, the person's obviously insecure mm-hmm. and probably for multiple reasons. Hmm. I'll leave it at that. That still don't add up. <laughs> uh. Don't forget to email us at <laughs> thefriendsonloudspeakersnetwork.com with all of your questions, comments, and concerns. <laughs> um, I think that that should be it for the questions. A lot of Beachella audio was sent in this Not week. Not Beachella audio. A lot of people linked us to the Beachella audio. They sure did. The love. I have like a hundred links to choose from. <laughs> like thousands. That's well, amazing. Well, I mean, obviously, the way you answer questions. I just wish we could have you on here every week. <laughs> right, Jarrell. Because right? it's just next level treatment. But I'm sure there are listeners that would love to become therapists themselves. Mm. You know, maybe they're in graduate school now. How was it trying to become one? Was it a hard process? Is it hard finding a job? Like... You know, how it, does that work? It, it wasn't hard finding a job. I'm, we're also in New York City, so there's plenty of jobs to kind of choose from in social oh, services. Note that, so listeners. If a you're, lot of people here need help. <laughs> there's a lot of people. <laughs> that a lot of people need help. Right. Uh, uh, I, the training in grad school was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. Mm. Uh, because it, at least my program, Forced you to confront a lot of your stuff. Mm, I love it. Um, I'm ready. Do so, your own shit first. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll be in class <laughs> like, let's do it. Let's and, get triggered. Until you're crying in front of Look, they'll, they'll be like, anybody, friend, wave a friend, like, anybody <laughs> else. Uh, anybody else. <laughs> Just friend. Yeah. Fine, friend. No, ahead. like, I, I legitimately cried in front of classmates. And oh, I love it. It was I just like, it. it was some real <laughs> stuff. Cried. Yeah, it was some real stuff happening. Uh, so it was, and I think <laughs> no matter what program you go to, though, uh, you know. Let's get triggered. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to go down. Um, no, I think it's, you have to be prepared. <laughs> friend is at. Oh. Um, uh, this is I my know, right? like, yeah. You sitting there talking about, yeah, Ooh. that was a bit of an experience. Yeah, she's she's like, yes! It's, it's so excited. <laughs> no, it's, it was incredible. Feeling. Yeah, it, it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a quilt. I just want to swim in it. <laughs> you just want to test it through <laughs> Now I just want to like have you go there and see like yeah. what happens. Oh, man. <laughs> That's amazing. No, it was it was tough, but I think if you want to be a practicing therapist, you obviously need to go to grad school. Um, find a program that fits for you. Is like a two year program? Typically, two years, maybe a little more, depending on like the requirements. Um, I my program was two years, and but I was also like I powered through it. Mm-hmm. So it often takes people a little longer because. 
it is it is very difficult. Um, there's a lot of work. Um, yeah, so you find a program that fits for you, like, and kind of have some idea of what you might want to focus on, uh, or who you might want to work with, and that may change. But I would say do that. You will likely incur debt from grad school. Ooh. So oh, we know it. there's that. Be prepared for that. Um, I don't know what else is there. It's just uh, it requires a lot of introspection. So and like you have to be, you have to be ready. And so a, a lot, actually, one of the things that they day one of orientation of our program, they were they recommended that everyone get a therapist. Wow! Because they were like, so yeah, you're going to be looking at a lot of stuff. Probably, if you haven't had therapy before, you're probably going to like unearth some things mm. that you weren't necessarily prepared to look at. Uh, so yeah, that. Like grad school for therapy can be a completely <laughs> different experience. You are making like, me laugh, right? Right, very you, excited, right? Very excited. <laughs> he's like over here talking about therapy and the hard part. Right, we're shaking sticky. our he's head. Like, yeah. Right, Brand is over there. You're like, woo! Right, I'm reliving like Millie in my mind the tough parts I had, <laughs> the moments I went through. Millie wrecking on a therapist couch, <laughs> like. <laughs> Just excited to yeah. be here. <laughs> the therapist is like, cry, damn it, cry. Right. You're like, mm-mm. Oh, cry. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds so yummy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty I cool. mean, oh, I don't even, like, I'm lost in emotions right now. <laughs> Do you have boundaries for um, being a therapist to your peers like would you take us on like if we wanted you to be our therapist or would you be like mm, too close or like Dustin says too much me and you yeah it's gonna be too, too much, much me, me and you, you. <laughs> that's funny um t- like if I if I'll be tweeting you like yeah see, see you on Wednesday at 3 30 no. <laughs> we could talk about my daddy I'm easy we can have our therapy session at the damn bar <laughs> I'm like look now I mean I I would like to be friends with you guys so therefore you should not be my clients oh that is so you close. keep that separate oh yeah for sure like okay. I, I'm damn. yeah I'm pretty good I'm even like I a couple of degrees <laughs> right of like separation mm. yeah cause it gets muddy very quickly yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, you're out drinking with someone and they say something about your like your client who's their friend. And you're like, mm, I, I can't know that. I can't know that. Oh, mm. shit. Right? Oh, and it gets shit. real messy very quickly. This is also why like I'm very careful on social media. <laughs> like Sometimes like I, I don't look at things as much or as closely because I don't want to inadvertently like stumble upon a client stuff because I don't need to know that. That's not fair for me to like go mining for, you know, all this other data about their life outside of space. It's, I need to take what they tell me. That's true too because the client's yeah. only going to tell you their side. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's what's happening. Yes. Right. <laughs> Until you see, because Twitter is a summer jam. The screenshots, people oh put, exposing each other. The <laughs> summer jam. So so screenshots <laughs> the summer now. jam screen. Screenshots. You'll be yeah. like, you didn't tell me that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't take a song. Okay, <laughs> no. noted. Noted. Yes. I can't I'll get, get another one. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, yeah. tell like shamelessly plug yourself in. Oh. Tell people. Actually, no. I want to know how you got how you got involved with talk space. Because oh, yeah. that's how we found. Well, yes. I've known you before talk space. Yes. Yes. Me and you go yes. way back. Yes. But how did you get involved with Talkspace? Um, 
I got involved with Talkspace because I was looking to supplement my income. I wanted to meet different clients, uh, and I was I was in the process of like figuring out what I wanted to do long term in this field. And I don't know. I actually, like most people, saw an ad on the subway for it. And oh, I was like, sick. oh, like this is interesting. Um, so I emailed the person about it, um, and we got to talking about what they what they do and how they can how you can meet people in so many different like places. Like to think that my client could be at work sending me a note like while they're experiencing something is really cool because I'm getting the most raw data mm. as possible as opposed to the, getting a distilled version if they wait a week, right. which sometimes happens. Right, That's right. You're so like, true. like a lot of times people are like, oh, you know, this thing happened on Tuesday, but uh, I don't feel that strongly about it now. Yeah. Right, right. That's me. So. <laughs> You know, something that happens. So, um, yeah, I, I reached out to them, and there's they have a great, like, vetting process, and it's gr- gotten even more thorough and comprehensive since I joined a few years ago. So I've been with them, working part-time with them for a few years, and it is, I think it's a really cool platform. And so if anyone's thinking about um, therapy, but you're not sure that you can sit across from someone yet, you're feeling a little nervous, um, Try out Talkspace and you know take it from there. Mm-hmm. Good way to get your feet wet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get a little feel for what it's like to talk to a therapist and what the process is like. Um, and then some of them, like I'm, I'm on Talkspace, but I'm also I have an in-person office. Ooh. So like sometimes I've had a couple people transition. They say like, oh, I met you on Talkspace, but I'm in the city too. Can we actually meet face to face? Sometimes that happens too. So it's like it's cool. There are options. And you don't think that the digital aspect of Talkspace takes away from it in any way? Like, because I know for me, yeah. I almost think, I feel like I'd I'd be more honest if, like, you're in my face. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whereas with a text, I can kind of, like, you know, dilute it a little. Well, you know what's really funny? If you look at me in my face, I, it's going to be harder for me to, like, not show you raw right. emotion. No backspace. No backspace, no backspace. Mm. <laughs> I might cry, you know. Well. So the interesting thing is, you know why Twitter trolls exist, right? They, it's because you can online. You can say whatever you want. Mm, so there's actually cool. a disinhibition mm. effect of online communication mm. that makes people go more Damn, sooner. Yeah, so people often <laughs> what happens is like sometimes people will come on to a platform like Talkspace and just be like, here it is. And be like, Brr. which would never happen in face to face because then you're looking at someone assessing you and like yeah. gathering information. You know they're gathering That's information so and, it feel, and it makes people right. nervous. It's for the people that so, send them long ass text messages. <laughs> the you know paragraphs. You, you know when you open up your phone and yeah. you're like, damn, why they sent this to me? Oh my <laughs> they, God, they they Look, n- next time they do that shit, be like, you need Talkspace. <laughs> Your therapist will love this shit. Poor Jarrell, he must deal with t- with paragraphs from his Ooh. partners, from people texting him on Talkspace. I read a lot every day. I imagine. Yeah. That's good, though. So where can people find your services? Yeah, so I, um, I'm i on Twitter, uh, and I, I'm also a co-creator of, of a company called Viva Wellness. And what's um, your Twitter? My Twitter? Twitter's my name, without the hyphen. So it's J O R E L C A R A B A L L O. It's a mindful name. Um, and then you can also follow Viva Wellness NYC. We are a new holistic wellness oh, practice. So I like we're how bringing. You looked at me, yeah, I did. So. You know, I was looking at you. 
so we're bringing in, so we want to make things more accessible for people. So if you don't want therapy, you don't feel like you need therapy, there are other options. You can have coaching from someone on a specific issue that also happens to be a licensed therapist. So you know you have that foundation. Mm. So we do career coaching, mindfulness coaching, I do. Um, relationship coaching for individuals, couples, thruples, whoever. So if I can, I was uh, on a po- po- uh, polyamorous. Uh-uh. Uh, we in it to win it. Oh, Come shit. see us. I'm here for that. Ain't that uh, some shit? All yeah. y'all go see us. Okay. All, all 12 of y'all, <laughs> come on in. Ain't none of us moving forward with our relationship <laughs> until we all go to therapy. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? You always got to get an Uber Plus. <laughs> right? Yeah, Six or seven people come in and sit down for therapy. The max. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so we do everything, and we're gonna we have a dietitian on board. So if you want to consult with a dietitian about either managing depression and all this sort of stuff, yes, because a health people coach, overlook how food affects yes. your emotions, yes. especially your gut health. Come on, man! Shout out to kombucha. Yeah. Come oh, so on. you guys? So wow. Yeah, and the whole idea is that we are we're a team. Like often you have you can have these services, but they're in different places. Right. People don't communicate. Right. So we're a team. So you can work with me for therapy, for instance, and you can work with my partner who is a a health coach on finding motivation to work out regularly. Or you can also partner with a dietitian to get you a meal plan for every day of the week. So we can help you be that idealized version. So it's an integrated form of... It's actually integrated. Wow. So that's what we're doing. How much would something like that cost? Like, is there a scale or... It depends. Um, So... You know, like if I wanted all of y'all, I don't know the team, talk the about team, <laughs> the whole squad. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're all separate, but I think if you were, um, if you wanted this sort of like package, we work with people to like oh, nice. get like a. Yeah, you definitely get a discount if you're doing more than one service. Right. So like we can combine and package things where, like we can even have um, sort of like our, I know our health coach um, is going to do some like text based support. So like. If you are, let's say, like you are really struggling to get out of bed that morning and you know you need to run or you know you need to do this, like you can have someone who's like quickly saying like, okay, here's what, I, here's what you should do. Like you can do and this talking you and talking you through time. it in real time. Wow. Yeah. Like, so a, a, like cool a living coach in your yeah. house. Yeah. Okay. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Do you, and you guys take insurance? Yeah. So we take insurance for therapy. For the other services, we can't. Because they're you. not covered by insurance. Got you. Yeah. And where can they find more info on this? You can visit our website at vivawellnessnyc.com. It's all there. Wow. Jerome. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank yeah, you. man. Yes. That's, I'm, I've got to figure out how. Well, you won't <laughs> treat me because we're friends. Yes. But everyone else, I'll ignore yes. you when I walk you just, in. You <laughs> <laughs> can say hi. Yeah. You can say hi. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever had therapists? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was your experience? Amazing, and it helped me get through oh, something that was like really, really fucking with me. Mm. And I figured it out. And guess how I met the? It was a lady. Mm-hmm. I was at a conference for another job that I had, and she was she was facilitating part of the conference. And she talked about the other work that she did, and the what she did in that space was so. It just really impacted me. Mm. And I got her card. We were talking, and she gave me her card, and I ended up using her services. That's so you got great. lucky. You found one. Mm-hmm. Boom, straight shot. Awesome. Wasn't even looking for one. Yeah. Right. just had a connection with this lady. Like, who is this? She was pregnant and everything. And oh. we just, like, I don't know. It was crazy. How long did you That's guys great. work? Probably about four months. 
And then I really didn't. I mean, once I had kind of gotten a handle on things, it didn't make sense for me to continue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. it was specifically for that. Yeah. So after that was over, yeah. But I might, I actually That's cool. might have to send her a text like, Hello. hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> And I mean that's the therapist's goal is it's not yeah. to be like this long term forever treatment, but you want to actually see that they don't need you anymore yeah, after it's, a while, it's right? A, it's a weird relationship because like the goal is to like you want to be dumped. At yeah, some point. like we want to be dumped. That means that like you got the skills, you got the things, you know what you're doing, and uh, but it's also to Dustin's point, it's like also always the best feeling to know that at another stage in life someone comes back and says, you know what? Like, you were really helpful to me, and I trust you. Like, can we work on this? Right. Like, that's an incredible honor. So, that's true. Yeah. Because I always wondered, <clears throat> I know people who have had therapists since they were little, mm-hmm. and they still have them mm-hmm. as adults. And there's a part of me that's like, that's cool, because it's like you have this person yeah. who knows you since then and has seen all your evolutions, all the versions of you has walked you through, has been your guidance. Yeah. There's also the other element of me that's like, damn, you ain't confronted all your bullshit yet. You know, yet. like, <laughs> you still with them? Like, what have you learned? Yeah. Where where have the processes come in if you are still needing to see this same person 30 years later? Well, and I will say, because I've worked with a couple of clients, not obviously for not, not for that long, um, but for a couple of years, and it also changes. So it's kind of like, it, it might you might come in with, sometimes, not for everyone, sometimes you come in with an acute problem, and you say right. like, oh, I need to work on this thing, like, I gotta fix this because it's getting in the way. Right. And so maybe you're there for a couple months, and then that thing gets resolved, and so you kind of have this question of like, do I end it now, or do, do I stay here? Like, what is... Like, and then you have that conversation. Um, so I have some people who came in with something that was initial, like, specific. We worked through that. And then we go into a different kind of process, which is more about, like, maintenance. And, mm. and saying, like, okay, I need this space because this is the only space that this kind of thing exists. So I'd still like to come. Maybe I'll come less often. Right. Maybe I'll just come when I need to. So I'll call and schedule you, like, you know, however often. Um, but sometimes it can change, and you know, I think obviously, I think once you're in like a decade plus, like that's what I'm um, yeah, like that's like, I get a little concerned <laughs> of like, are you dependent? Is it an attachment? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, but I think that's also on the part of the therapist to say like, all right, like where are we? What do you, what have you really gotten? Because what's happening? Like, why are you still here? And that should always be a com- part of the conversation, right? And I'm yeah. sure because humans are going to human there are some therapists that it's a business sure you know what i mean just like with any other industry there are people that are like yo i'm gonna need my 150 (laughs) dollars a week every week here's another problem (laughs) retainer (laughs) right yeah you know so but i guess that's where discernment comes in for sure and knowing what you're getting out of it right have you had a therapist Asante? i have not no mary jane Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wanted one? Uh, passively. Mm. Yeah. I've always thought to myself, yeah, I wouldn't mind a little therapy, but not nothing that's been like, all right, I need to take my like ass. I must do this. I need to go do this shit now. Right. Yeah. But passively, I always thought to myself, like, I could benefit from a little therapy. You know, a couple of like sessions. Yeah. <laughs> a few sessions. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually wrote a blog post that everyone called "Everyone Can Benefit from Therapy." You may not always need it, but you can always gain something from it. Of course, right? Because I think it's like really powerful to have you get a mirror 
like that has a different perspective. Right. And so they're going to make you see things that you don't see. Ooh, mm. I've, I've, yeah. I wanted one, but I do so much introspective work on myself that there's a part of me that feels like we just be sparring in the session. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, okay, but did you try to fix? <laughs> but do you use oils? Right. But have you ever eaten this? But have you, you know, and this is why therapists are tough clients, too. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> so, yeah. They're just gonna stop talking to you, friend. Somebody, friend, whenever you wanna stop. <laughs> right. So, what would you like to do, friend? Friend, and being a damn therapist. Right. You know, I'll be hugging them and yep. be like, it's okay. You can let it out. Yep. <laughs> Send your invoice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think it's amazing. Um, and it's actually something that I've been wanting to do just because. Yeah. As much as I have worked on myself, um, I obviously on a human level I still get triggered. There's yeah. still like program. I call it software, mm. software uh. that is still running mm-hmm. in me, yes. especially with money and mm-hmm. my uh, relationship to poverty and you know mm. family and especially now in career. Like I'm on at levels that mm-hmm. I'd never been in before, and no one around me is in. Yeah. Sometimes I'm imagining like a career therapist or something, you know, yes. like something like that, where I guess that would be more acute, as you said, yeah. more focused. But there's always levels of life where the little devils start coming in, mm-hmm. no matter how much work you've done. And it'd be That's nice to true. have someone kind of help you sift through all those different uh, changes and old things that are kind of coming up. Yeah. But I'm so thankful that you came today. Yes, yes thank you. So happy you're, thank you for you're having so me. You're so clear and well spoken. Like he's just so <laughs> yes. all his thoughts are just like so clear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like now that we're friends, I can be black and black. If you come down with some therapist coupons or something, you know, I might let me know. That method beyond. But it's just you I just admire how your advice is just it's almost like you're channeling the information. And obviously you've been doing this for so many years now, so it's yeah. like second nature, but you're just so clear in how you speak Thanks. and give advice. You do make it that. easy. Goals. Man. You make it look Thank so you. effortless. Thanks. And I love it because I want our listeners to know like you're funny and young, right. you know, and playful. Yes. And imagine a therapist that you get to go to on a weekly basis, who's happy to see you, who's right. excited to talk to you and, and welcoming you, and you guys can have jokes. It's not this yep. sort of sterile right. yeah. uh, environment that I think most of us have painted mm-hmm. it to be, but it's like a friend, like a real friend. Obviously, there's boundaries, yeah. but Can you I know a get friend. some old person to sit down and listen to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Who's not going to say anything. Right, who's going to push their glasses like up on their nose balls. the whole time. <laughs> Right on their notepad. Yeah. Right. And that's the other thing, too. I think we assume that a therapist doesn't actually say anything. Right. You just sit there while we cry, and then they tell you that your next appointment... No, that time's up, and you mm. next see you next week at 3.30. Right. And that's kind of as much engagement as you'll get from them. It depends on the therapist. Right. It's yeah. gonna, And that's... You know, I get that, too. You guys are human, so we're going to get different personalities. Yeah, for sure. From different for therapists. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like to be... I like to be... It's a collaboration to me. Right. I'm bringing one set of things. I literally tell every client this. I'm bringing training experience, this very specific thing. You're bringing all the good stuff. Right. You're bringing the juice. You're bringing all the, the meat, stuff, the, the meat that we have to work with. So we're partners in this. Right. So we're going to work. I'm always going to check in. We're always going to work with through it together. Right. You're yeah. a collective. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I 
feelings. All the feelings. All the feelings. Really? Oh. We hope. Oh my goodness. Oh wait, how would someone find you on Talkspace specifically? Oh. Do they just ask um, you? Like, how does that work? You can. Um, I don't. I'm not taking new clients on Talkspace at the moment. Ooh. Ooh. So booked. 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 It happens. Uh, <laughs> but yes, you can ask for me. Um, you can also just email me, or you know, f- find me through my company website. Email me. We can figure out what and we can do. And what's your email? Um, it is Jarrell at VivaWellnessNYC.com. And Jarrell is J-O-R-E-L. Yes. Vivo at VivaWellnessNYC.com. Yes. There yes. you go, guys. Yeah. We hope we took a little bit of the weirdness of therapy and the stigma and the coldness and <laughs> whatever else, right. taboo feelings that our community tends to have around these types of conversations and I think it's cool. We got to have a therapist, a real-life therapist that we're cool with come in and show you how cool it is. So hopefully those of you who have kind of been on the fence about it will consider it now. Those of you who don't have the finances will take Jarrell's advice on looking for local options. Talkspace is a great option. I know it's not cheap, but it's an option. Try it for, you know, a couple of uh, sessions and yeah. just kind of see how you feel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for this week's episode, Jarrell. Thank you. Thank you for having Jarell. me. You're amazing. Keep it real with Joe Real. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey, do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? We'll see everybody in Chicago on May 12th, like you said earlier. Bring, 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 bring. Uh, at the Friends on Live uh, in Chicago. We can't wait to see you. Tickets on thefriendsonlive.com. Um, that's it for now. <laughs> Asante. Uh, tickets for If I Were a Rapper coming up. <gasps> it's going to be in New York City, June 6th. Oh, where are we? Details another, to come. Details round. to come. That's right. That's June right. Yeah. It's on a Wednesday night. It's a hump day and a hump night, I guess. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. You know, <laughs> just giving you the heads up. Tickets will be going on sale soon, so stay tuned. That's it for It's going to be a wild Wednesday. <laughs> wild, wild Wednesday. <laughs> As always, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have church announcements, friend? I don't. Not, for, okay. not not this week. Nothing I can share this week. Is that why you blue, friend? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> That's why you look so cute in your blue. <laughs> Stay black, y'all, and protect your magic. We love you guys. Thank you, Joe Real. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jarrell. Thanks. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.